Live across the web. This is the girlsplayfooty.com match of the day. And welcome back to the girlsplayfooty.com match of the day here at Box Hill City Oval. It is the game between the Box Hill Hawks and St Kilda Sharks. We're three minutes away from bounce down. Peter Holden, Christy Williams, Lucy Walker, Nick Vickrapontis. And joining us in the commentary box for the uh, first time today, a very warm welcome to Daniel Hill. Yeah, great to be here, Pete. It's uh, it's looking nice out here at Box Hill City Oval this morning. I was there's a little bit of rain around, but uh, seems to have held out so far. And yeah, going to be an absolute cracker today. And and isn't it great to see uh, two sides? Just for those of you at home, we've got the brown shorts for for Box Hill and the uh, and the the Hawthorne style jumper. And at the other end, the sharks in white with the red shorts. We love the the red shorts. So. Looking forward to a great spectacle today. We can tell them apart, which is uh, good news for once. And um, as we wait for the toss in the middle of the ground, and the toss is with Penny Kulari being the away captain. Kais has won it, and she will be kicking towards the scoreboard end of the ground. Let's get a uh, check on the surface and where the wind is favouring. Let's head down boundary side, Nick Nicropontis. Yeah, guys, there's not much wind down here, actually. It's blowing across the ground, if anything. The surface is as good as you're going to see for a, a state-level game. No complaints down here at all. At least it's not raining. <laughs> yes, don't jinx us for tomorrow. Thanks very much for that, Coxie. Let's try and get some tips and thoughts on this game. Let's head, first of all, to our special comments person. Down the very end of the queue here, it's Lucy Watkin. Yeah, I don't think you can really go past uh, St Kilda Sharks today, given, you know, Box Hill's four in the last two rounds. However, I do believe that, if anything, Box Hill will put up a good fight today. I think, with um, a few outs for St Kilda. No no Brie Davey, Ruby, Schleider. Um, so, you know, I think Box Hill, this, they could they could really give St Kilda a run for their money. On stats today and her prediction, Christy Williams. Yeah, I think Jasmine Garner will kick at least five today and they'll win by five. And a tip in race three, Christy? No, right, right, the best is in race one today. She's our gift. Get on it. See you now. What, what time's that on? <laughs> 11 to 30. 11.30 on RSN 927. Other channel, if you want to flick across, get on Christie's tip just quietly. <laughs> Daniel Hill, uh, who gamble responsibly. Oh, of course, of course, and drink responsibly once you take your winnings. Uh, Daniel Hill, uh, who are you predicting today, and by how much? Uh, Sharks by by probably four or five goals. Um, but yeah, expecting plenty from Box Hill. They, they, I just, I have this feeling, and I was mentioning this just before I came on. I just have this feeling watching them in the warm-up that they, they look tidier and. A little more polished than I maybe expected. So expecting big things from the Hawks, but I think the Sharks comfortably. I'm going to go the Sharks today by seven goals. I think it'll be close up until half time, and then I think as we've seen the last uh, couple of weeks, the Sharks' fitness will probably see them uh, run away with a couple of cheap, easy goals to uh, add some damage onto the scoreboard, which will probably not show the true indication of the endeavour being put on by the girls of Box Hill. The Box Hill girls are in position early, guys directing traffic. The St Kilda Sharks lay us to break from their huddle. Crowd at the moment probably around about 100, 150 here at Box Hill City Oval. Handful of cars in. No coffee tent, that's been noted. No canteen open, that's been noted no as well. <laughs> that's been oh, noted. Oh, there'll be a bar. Yeah, it, 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 we'll make our own bar. Box Hill, bring them here next week because in the words of Fry, shut up and take my money. As we have uh, everything ready to go to get us underway to begin this round three Swiss Wellness VFL Women's Clash, here's Daniel Hill. And isn't it great to see both ruck women, no shin guards, none of that garbage, <laughs> both with the socks down, ready to clash shins. Old school. Very, very old school. I like it. And it will be Colwell to go against Watts. It's up and down the clearance for Kai's. We'll get to see most of uh, her good work inside today for the Hawks. She's an absolute star. Why she wasn't on AFL this last season still got me beaten. 
She gets the first clearance. Now Brutton goes in, drops it. Umpire says holding the footy. Oof. And it's an early free kick to Box Hill. It's in a half forward. And it's going to go to Watts. The big ruck woman laid the tackle. As the kick, it's a hurry one inside 50. Had to be good with it. Trying to find the uh, player there in Gilda. Got knocked away from her. I had to pause for a second because Gilda used to play for the Sharks. Now, of course, playing uh, for Box Hill. Tilly Lucas right kicked it in towards the wing on the Middleborough Road side of the ground. Bit of a scrap on at the moment. Trying to jump in and get the pill there is Salafia, formerly of Melbourne University. She's surrounded by about half a dozen players. Umpire calls for a bounce. We're about uh, 65, 70 metres out. From the Box Hill goal, attacking to the scoreboard end. I don't want to hear any more of that, Pete, though. We need the full name for Salafia. Marinella <laughs> Salafia, one of the best names uh-huh. in football. I'll order that in the garlic bread, please. <laughs> the As uh, the ball is almost thrown out of the pack, umpire says it was fair play on. And going in the Bruton, going in the Garner direction, pardon me, was Tilly Lucas Rod. Got knocked away from her. There's Bruton now on hands and knees to try to pick up the football. Arrested out of it by Kai's. And it will go over the boundary line and out of bounds. No score either side. One and a half minutes gone first term. Here, KillsplayFooty.com, match of the day on RSN Carnival. It's come off shins and gone out of bounds on the full, according to the boundary umpire. So the Hawks, another free kick. They'll look to switch the play into the breeze. It's a dangerous ball. It's a horrible ball. It's turned over. Georgia Harris marks at centre-half forward for the Sharks. Looks to load it up. Goes long and deep into the right forward pocket. Pack forms. And the Hawks manage to take a mark at the front of the pack, and their defence will repel. They'll go short into the back pocket. Kai's. She marks. She has... Benici standing the mark, patrolling, goes out wide. They have a few numbers on here. That's Mackie. Gets it away. Gets the shepherd on the mark. (laughs) Brutton deals with their opponent. In the meantime, sliding in and not being able to take the mark down there. I think that might have been Costello for the Hawks. Now the Sharks repel up towards half forward. But again, the Hawks looking nice in the clinches here as they handball out out of defense. Now a kick comes wide. And it bounces over the line now to play. About 70 metres around from St Kilda's goal on the outer side. We are yet to have a score in this game on girlsplayfooty.com radio. Of course, simulcast on RSN Carnival. And we've played two and a half first term. Early impressions, Lucy Watkin. Boxer are doing a really good job of linking up together and have mainly kept the ball out out of St Kilda's hands. So they're doing well early, uh, but would be good to see them kind of take their opportunities a bit more. Whitehead punched it forward and chased up her opponent and tackled her. Brought the ball to ground, trying to fight in hard there for it as Colwell. Couldn't squeeze out the hand pass. Bruton wanted to lay a tackle. Kai's in there as well. Pesky lurking nearby. Coming to pick it up is Watts. Had it momentarily, then got dispossessed of the football. Good foot pressure by the Sharks until Kai's just landed on the boot and went for distance. Headed for the boundary line, over and out. Umpire not going to go deliberate. We'll have a throw-in. Olivia Flanagan seeing it over the boundary line and out of bounds. So no score either side. Three minutes gone first term in this round three Swiss Wellness VFL Women's Clash on RSN Carnival. We wait for it to come back into play. Bit of push and shove in the ruck. One out in the end by Brody Watts who brought it to ground. Stacks in the middle and it's squeezed out over the head of Colwell to Watts, who then went up towards the half-forward flank position. Great mark by Emily Gilder. She's about uh, 65 metres out from home. Decides to go long inside the forward line. Great lead, great mark taken by Abby Tanner, formerly of the Eastern Devils. Tanner swings around, wants to centre it. Good vision and a mark taken. No, Grace Dillon had it. She sped it before she had it. Ball got squeezed out there. Gilder was lurking nearby. She got a hand pass on, close to the pocket. Going in there is Georgia Fisher. Nearly hatches it. Umpire circling, ball got squeezed out and then got shuffled over the boundary line and out of bounds. 25 metres out from goal. On stats, Christy Williams. Yeah, they've had three inside 50s already, Hawks. Looking very sharp inside the forward 50. 
Just that drop mark from... Right in the guts, too. Really, da Dillon. really dangerous position as well. Had three or four bites of the cherry, and the, the whistle went to the mouth of the umpire and just spilt it. Ball tossed in, Ford pocket. The Hawks in attack. It's a long throw in. Umpire whistle off the play. The non-controlling gives a free kick in the back pocket Whoa. to Biniara, who goes very wide. Obviously, uh, not used to the not used to the conditions at this ground, and it's gone out of bounds what, on the full. <laughs> perfect. A little bit of there's no protection from the grandstand over on that outer side, and it's carried over the line out of bounds on the full. That's my favourite tree over there. I love that tree. Christy Williams, uh, <laughs> opening battler with the Box Hill Cricket Club. So Costello will have it for the Hawks. Plenty of numbers back now for the Sharks. It's a short ball looking for Kai's. Comes out, takes the mark, wants to wheel and go. She's a lovely left foot kick. Drives it low. Brutton, oh, she was cut in front of. And I think taking the mark down there, that might be Claire O'Donnell. She's called to go. Bombs it to the top of the square. Over the back of the pack. Oh, it's fumbled by Kilda Reed. Snap around the corner. And the Hawks have got one on the board. Was that Rosie Dillon coming out of the goal square? It was. I think, was that Mayor Ray Clifford? Who dropped the, dropped the footy at the back? That is unbelievable. They get their first goal, the Hawks, and they really deserved it for their power of hard work. They've they've controlled this entire contest. Lucy Watkin on special comments. Having played with Rosie Dillon before, no surprise that she was the one that snagged that goal. Very good in the goal square and making the most of every kind of ball that falls her way. Great reader of the play. So good job to the Hawks capitalising on the good work they've done so far this quarter. She, didn't, she didn't even need to take it in the hand. She could have taken it on the chest. As uh, one out hang a bit. there by Watts, who brought the ball to Grand Stacks in the middle. Not a great start there for Clifford and, and uh, Kula Reed, who both, mind you, were delisted from their respective clubs during the trade period. Umpires pulled out a free kick out of the pack. Another free to the Hawks. And here's a hurry kick now <laughs> towards the half-forward play position, looking for Salafia. Went through her hands, forward to ground, nearly led her opponent there in Chapman, who squeezed out the hand pass to Colwell. She was under pressure, all wrapped up. Umpire calls for the bounce, the half-forward flank. We're 60 metres out from goal for the Hawks. They're attacking towards the scoreboard end. Ball up in the air. Watts beats out Colwell. Hit the ground. Trying to squeeze it out now to Ebony Nixon. Nixon goes inside 50. Looking for Dylan once more Ooh. from behind. Bonera was at the back of the pack. Did the spoiling work. Hand pass off there from Tanner. Squeezing shot on goal. Is punched through on the last line of defence. And it's a minor score. Box Hill with all the forward momentum. 1-1-7. St Kilda no score. Seven minutes gone first turn. Benici, the restart. She goes out very, very, very wide, close to the line. Tilly Lucas-Rod gets a handball away. The line, though, may beat all of them, and it does. And the Sharks, they just they don't appear to be on. They appear to be a little asleep. Maybe that goal to the Hawks will, will spark them, but they really haven't had the ball in their forward half at any stage in this term. A grounded nightmare for the Sharks. This is where they got smashed by Darabin last year in the semi-final. So seven minutes gone as a seven-point lead to the Box Hill Hawks, and it's tossed back in, pretty much inside their attacking 50 now, but it's cleared away by the Sharks. Umpire said no, it was over the line before boot to ball, so another throw in in exactly the same spot. And again, the Hawks build and continue to build that pressure. Let's get some impressions from Dan on the boundary line. Nick Necropontis. Yeah, guys, because the game's being played on the far side a lot, there's not many interchanges being made, and there are players getting a bit cold down here on the bench. But you're right up there. I think uh, the Saints seem a bit flat from down here. 
as uh, we wait for the ball to be thrown back into play. Far side of the ground. Colwell once again versus Watts. Ball hit the ground. Chapman first hands out to it. To Tilly Lucas Rod being the outside runner. Trying to kick up the wing towards the one-on-one. Ball was spilt and the Hawks now have it. Hand pass back. Almost a hot potato there for Papadopoulos who now moved it up the wing very close towards the boundary line. Couple of bounces. Stayed in. Hurry kick now. Inside 50 is high but Clifford read it best. Mia Ray Clifford taking the mark in the back pocket on the uh, Shell Road service station side of the ground as now kicks along up the line over the head there I think it was Benaro was working nearby Garner had it hand pass off to a teammate who was under pressure who spilt it and the ball goes over the boundary line once more and out of bounds we are 65 metres out from the Hawks goal they lead by 7 points Garner a long way from home coming up from centre half forward towards centre half back looking for a kick they tried to hit her up. It's gone over line out of play. It comes back in. Watts won it to the back. Here's Marinella. Salafia. She goes in after it. Couldn't gather it. Might have been a push in the back. Umpire says no. Throw it in. So free kick can early on my marker is four zip. And that's because the Hawks have been first in. Good to see Freaky Cawthorn still alive and well. Oh. oh. Thank you very much, Christy Williams. Good luck with the security afterwards. As it's thrown back in, Colwell brought the ball to ground. Fives was lurking nearby, couldn't squeeze it out. Killarig was lurking around for company. Hand pass while under pressure. Got it out to Whitehead. Whitehead on the left, squeezes it back in. Boards looking for Walsh to come at it. Oh, danced around an opponent beautifully and gave him a no suit for you. Went up towards the wing position. Did she get a teammate or the umpire say it was touched on 15? Either way, he won't pay it. And uh, now it will come in and call for a ball up. The player that took that was Paterno. We'll have it on the centre wing position out of side of the ground. Bonaro was there as well. Overrunning at Lucas Rod. Went back, got it again. Put it on the left boot. Went up the line. Was looking for Garner being held. Got it back. Garner swung around. Kicked the ball in towards the top of the goal square. At the feet here. Waiting for the cavalry to arrive. And coming in to pick it up is Madison Gay. No problems at all. That's why she put pen to paper with the Blues during the week. The Carlton rookie Madison Gay gets her first. And uh, the St Kilda Sharks have their first. They trial by one point. They're one straight six. One, one, seven. Box Hill Hawks. Boundary side, Nick DeGrapontis. Yeah, guys, I was actually watching Madison as she was uh, running in to kick that goal. She sprinted about 150 metres to get to that. So clearly uh, got some speed. On special comments today, Lucy Watkin. Hill, there's St Kilda first, for the first time capitalising on a win, uh, on a goal there. Tilly Lucas Rod has been very, very good for the Sharks early. Seems to be at every contest trying to get the ball out of the congestion to her teammates. So good on her for helping them get on the scoreboard. Tana with a bit of glorious ruck work straight down the throat there of, I think it might have been Gilda who's moved into the middle, but now the Sharks from half back work it clear. And again, there she is, Gay. She's an absolute star. Kicked it up towards half forward. Walsh had it, lost it. Now the clearance here for the Hawks. Smothered. The Sharks, can they work it back inside? Chapman threw it out. Umpire wave play on. They're working overtime at right half forward. The Sharks, it's shoveled out the back towards Tamara Luke. She tries to get a kick away. She's dumped. Umpire says you tried. Play on. Kick up towards half forward. Benara. Now inside attacking 50. Coming out. Almost taking a huge grab down there. Georgia Harris crashed the pack. Now the ball to the back and the Hawks will clear away. And they try to put it into the running McElvina who overran the pill. Her opponent's going to try and pick it up in Gay. Got knocked out of her hands by McElvina. But towards the boundary line. Being held without it. Well played for. 
<laughs> Did enough. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the couple was held throughout the arms and said, look at me, and got a free kick. But there, it was there. McElvina now with the football for the Box Hill Hawks. Back pocket, umpire calls play on. Gay comes at her, kicks long and high up the wing position. Didn't sit well. Close towards the boundary line was seen out in the end by Rebecca Neves. And we will call for a ball in. I think Kai's came to the bench about five or six minutes ago, and that's turned the tide. She's trying to get back on the ground at the moment. We'll probably get down to Nick when she can get on. On stats, Christy Williams. Yeah, six touches for Tilly Lucas right early. As the ball is thrown back into play, hit the ground. Bruton wanted to get onto it, couldn't do so. Had a kick smothered was Claire O'Donnell trying to come through, but it went to a teammate nonetheless. Her kick, though, was a shocker. It just went straight to Mia Ray Clifford, who swung it back, trying to look inside 50, taking the mark at centre-half forward. 55 out, though, is Alison Brown. No E. Now moves on and long inside 50 with a kick, trying to go towards the top of the square. Ball hit the deck. Is that Gunner? They just swung it on the boot. One bounce. Did it go through? Yes, it did. It was a great kick there by Mia Ray Clifford to try and find uh, the player in Brown who just got it on quickly. And isn't it funny, Lucy Watkin, when you use the corridor, you generally get goals. Yeah, when you go straight down the guts somehow, you know, always ends up there the quickest way uh, possible. So Brown did well to get in, get it back into the 50 quick, quickly. And Clifford and Reed, um, Cooler Reed have done done well the last few minutes kind of holding off the box hill attack and getting it back into the Sharks uh, forward half which they weren't able to do in the first five or We so better minutes. get down to Nick on the boundary because there's a bit of blood coming from uh, one of the players from the Hawks. Uh, yeah sorry guys I might have missed that one. She's come from the field. I'll go and grab her now Nick because she's in a really bad way down there. No blood rule. She just came straight to the bench. Better claret. Yeah got one right in the nose. The Hawks another free kick. They go inside attacking 50. <laughs> It's certainly becoming a trend. The ball to the back of the pack. And a chance here for Grace Dillon. She couldn't quite gather. The ball 35 out from the Box Hill Hawks goal. Umpire circles and says, I'll have it. And I'll throw it up. Right inside attacking 50 again for the Hawks. They now trail by five points. We've gone 14 minutes in the first term. Can they get themselves back the lead? Tanner, the tap. Not really to any effect. Umpire will be forced to come in again. He's trying to let it get knocked clear. And it does come out now. Tanner's in there. Umpire says you can't get rid of that. It's been pinned. So throw a blanket over about 26 players here. As again, Tanner, an easy tap for the Hawks. And trying to clear in there is Fisher for the Sharks. Bullocking her way through was Emma Mackey. Managed to shovel it forward. Tilly Lucas Rod's back there sliding in. Again, the pack converges on. Oh, quick handball out. McIlvaine into an open goal. And Lux of Fortune. McIlvaine just worked forward of the pack and the handball came out and it's a goal to the box of Hawks. They reclaim the lead. It is 2-1-13, two straight, the Sharks. And hey, ever the opportunist. I know she plays in the back pocket and on the back flank, but in modern football, right place, right time. On special comments, Lucy Watkin. Charlotte Marnie was, did a very good job to pick the ball up out of that contest and on to Emily McIlvaina. McIlvaina, McIlvaina. Depending um, on where you went to you school. You say tomato, you say tomato. McIlvaina, <laughs> <laughs> so Box Hill Hawks back, back in front after a free kick in the centre square. 
And uh, now the ball is in the hands of Bruton, who gets swarmed upon. We'll call for a ball up. That might be a chance to go boundary side to Nick Necropontis. Yeah, I'm not sure who the player who came from the ground was, but, yeah, bleeding quite profusely from the nose. She actually wanted someone to take a photo of it, though, so not too concerned. <laughs> Selfie time. <laughs> the modern footballer, yeah, fair dinkum. Oh. You know, you get a couple of whack, you got to at least show it off, so otherwise no one believes you. <laughs> Maybe not during the game. <laughs> Wait until after. Well, right. you can't go the blood capsules after the game. You've got to capture it live. <laughs> As we're out there on the uh, wing position, we'll call for another ball up on the far side of the ground. Away we go again. Good punch for Ball at the ground for Benicio. He managed to scoop it up and then nearly caught one in the back, courtesy of Claire O'Donnell. Umpire says uh, going nowhere. We'll call for another ball up. And that's exactly what we'll have. We are about uh, between centre wing and half forward flank for the St Kilda Sharks. Attacking what I'd call the Eastern Freeway end. Trying to take it away. There was Paterno. Got smothered. Now they move it quickly inside 50. Again off hands. Pack of four players. Bruton is the one that tried to sweep. Couldn't pick it up cleanly enough. But charging the way through is Joelle Meters. And she gained some meters. She got out towards the wing position. Good kick. Papadopoulos swing it on the right boot. Got to move it up the line. Kick though. Let her down. Easy pick up here for the Sharks. Oh. Dodgy hand pass to Mirai Clifford, whose kick in turn was shocking to, to Tilly Lucas Rod, who had some work to do. Tilly Lucas Rod looked for Paterno. She was under pressure, spoiled from behind. Going in there once again is Brutton. She can't get it out. Benici lurking nearby. Chapman on the bottom of the pack, and the umpire calls for the ball up. Jesus, tough in the clinches out there. They're, certainly the Hawks don't mind a bit of body contact. I love it. With three minutes to go in this quarter, they leap by one point. (laughs) (laughs) It's a brand of football that continues through men and women. And Mia Ray Clifford nearly caught one in the back, close towards the boundary line. Kai's got dumped afterwards by Tilly Lucas Rod. Kicks long up the line, close towards the boundary line. And seen over in the end by Ebony Nixon will have a... uh, No, no, got one in the back, so it's a free kick. Umpire said she copped the shove. So she'll decide to swing around, take the player on the mark, danced around her. Nixon, about 75 metres out from home, wants to go inside 50 with the kick. A little bit too much juice on it. Three-on-one numbers favouring the Sharks back there. Eklin Benici got a little hand pass over the top. Smart footy. Sharks down with the kick towards the half-back flank position. Brutton takes the mark. Brutton, back flank, plays on quickly. Goes around the outer side. They seem to want to hug that wing. And Garner comes out, takes a nice mark from centre-half forward. Little ball inside. Lands in the arms of Paterno. She goes up towards half-forward and Walsh, who wheels around, kicks on the left, and over the back of the pack now. It is actually a free kick. So who was that out there, the original kick? Because Walsh has now got the free kick inside 50. In fact, I think it might have been Jess Gardner over there who's kicked the ball inside 50. Walsh has caught one in the back, and she gets the free kick. Both sporting the, the blonde hair down there. That's why I got them confused. So Walsh, from probably too far out to score, so she goes with a chip pass and sliding in on her knees and way too easy in the end is Jazz Garner, and she will have no problem with the trip. Let's head down boundary side, Nick Negropontis. Yeah, it was Jade Van Dyke who came off with the uh, the blood nose. She's just gone down to the rooms, I reckon, to get it uh, plugged, maybe not wanting a photo at this point in time. <laughs> so Garner... <laughs> Probably the best kick for goal on the comp. I'll put the moz on early. She wants to be left goalpost here. She comes in very close to the player on the mark and kicks into the player on the mark. And the player on the mark is down. That's hurt her. Garner goes back and mops up and then kicks towards pretty much the line of goal. And it's knocked back into play. And now a quick kick around the corner. And it's a goal for the Sharks. I certainly wouldn't want to be kicked in the face by Jasper Garner. And I think it might have been Paterno down there. 
who was involved in the play earlier. She's managed to snaffle the opportunity from straight in front and a calamity of errors. Garner too close to the player on the mark. It's almost, well, it doesn't look like she's been knocked unconscious. I think it might have hit her sort of in the solar plexus region and so unfortunately down for the count. Garner goes back to get it, kicks it to the line and Paterno gets a goal. So a bit of a lucky one. Nice but now the Sharks by five points. Lucy Watkin. Sharks have definitely woken up from the first five minutes and are playing a lot harder football. They seem a bit more awake, moving the ball a lot better and definitely capitalising on the opportunities that they're presenting themselves. So got to think of a bit of an even game on our hands here. Untended, 10 seconds remaining in the quarter. The ball is thrown up straight back down again. Benici lurking nearby. Bratton wants to get involved as well. Umpire blows the whistle. And there goes the siren for quarter time here on the girlsplayfooty.com match of the day here on RSN Carnival. And the Sharks have retaken the lead, three straight 18 to Box Hill to 113. Nick's going to head down and see if he can get into one of the huddles, have a listen to what the coaches say, and report back onto us. Uh, we'll have the stats in a moment from Christy Williams, but first of all, with her thoughts on the first term, thanks to, of course, Proud to Play, where she's a media and communications manager, it's Lucy Watkin. Yeah, well, those first five minutes, it was definitely all Box Hill. They were able to link up, get into space, and got the first first goal, courtesy of Rosie Dillon. You think, you'd think after that first goal that snapped uh, St Kilda awake, Tilly Lucas-Rod was good early, and Clifford and Cooler Reed on the back line were also good, but it was also uh, Gardner for St Kilda in the forward line who also helped out a lot to help them get on the scoreboard and take the lead in that first quarter. So I think going into the second quarter, I think if Box Hill keep keep on going with how they're going, keep playing this physical uh, football, pressure, put the pressure on, they could definitely definitely recapture that lead and St Kilda probably just just keep on their upwards trajectory and they should be right. Now having a look at the stats with the woman who says the future's so bright she's got to wear shades, uh, Christy Williams. What well, is for me anyway, Pete, I don't know about <laughs> you. Um, we heard pre-game Patrick Smith talk about they had lots of inside 50s. Patrick but Hill. Yeah. Patrick Hill, Patrick Smith. Um, but obviously a very deceiving tactic and it's oh deceiving tactic de- de- deceiving statistic rather that especially in the men's game it's certainly not a you can be 20 behind on the inside 50s and still comfortably lose the game but I think where it's definitely deceiving for the the Hawks I do have one more inside 50 but looking at the map of where it's coming it's all coming along the pocket and the Sharks have had seven inside 50s and they're all kind of grouped at least bar one in the in line with the goals and and that's that's massive, particularly in the female game where goal kicking isn't quite obviously as far or as consistently accurate. So that's one one place where Boxy will really do need to tidy up. And what's not helping them obviously is a couple of drop marks inside 50 when they finally do get in a in a dangerous position. But if that trend continues, while yes it is competitive now, if they allow that trend to continue with the inside 50s being in such dangerous positions, it, it's going to open up very quickly. And obviously you would have heard Tilly Lucas Rod's name a few times. She she was massive in the the last game we called them on, and I think she had 22 in that game, and she's already had eight. Um, with Bree Davey missing, she's playing a lot more inside as well, getting her hands on the ball inside and outside. And she, God, she looks really dangerous and some, one of the most improved players in the comp uh, thus thus far, I would have thought. 
Goal kickers at quarter time look like this. The Sharks singles to Paterno, Gay and Gardner for Box Hill. Singles to Mikkelvina and to Rosie Dillon. A quick reminder, of course, there's two other games on today in the VFL Women's Competition, both starting at 2pm. VU Western Spurs hosting Melbourne Uni at Henry Turner Reserve in Footscray. That's the vfl.com.au video stream game. And, of course, today a plenty War Memorial Park Diamond Creek hosting Darabin. We'll be back on the other side of this break with a second term. At the moment, it's St Kilda Sharks, three straight 18, leading Box Hill 2 at quarter time. You're listening to Carnival on digital radio, live streaming around the world and on the RSN smartphone app. See the listening guide at rsn.net.au. Children drown in portable pools every year in Australia. Others are hospitalised because of non-fatal drowning incidents. Young children can easily topple in and drowning is silent and happens quickly. Royal Life Saving and Consumer Affairs Agencies across Australia are reminding people to take important safety steps like active supervision of kids in and around portable pools. The question is, can you make it safe? For more information and simple safety tips, visit royallifesaving.com.au forward slash make it safe. Hi, it's Eric from Deaf Children Australia. Ready for your next lesson? With your left hand palm facing you, touch the left thumb with the right pointer finger. That's A. Now put the same pointer finger onto the left hand pointer. That's E. And for I, O and U, point and place on the next three fingers. They're the vowels. How easy is that? Next time I'll teach you to sign nice things like thank you. At Deaf Children Australia, we're helping young deaf people reach their potential at school and in life. Please join us. Together we can make a difference. No matter what your age, most of us played sport when we were young. And there was always one thing that made you want to disappear into a corner or even give up your chosen sport. And that was when somebody on the sideline held abuse at either you or a teammate. These are the moments that make sport painful for so many kids. And the time has come to stop it. I'm Elise Perry from the Southern Stars and my message is simple. Let kids be kids. Let them enjoy their sport without interference. Google play by the rules to find out more. You're okay. Just did it because it likes you. Don't try like a girl, mate. Violence against women starts with disrespect. The excuses we make allow it to grow. Violence against women. Let's stop it at the start. They're set for the Melbourne Cup. The journey to the Emirates Melbourne Cup begins Tuesday. This is Michael Felgate and we are pleased to present a special edition of Racing Pulse to launch the 2017 Emirates Melbourne Cup Tour. Thanks to the VRC, we'll bring you Racing Pulse live from Macedon Lodge with Lloyd Williams, our special guest, as we count down to this year's great race. And who knows, maybe a sixth win to Lloyd. The journey to the Cup for Kids in a special edition of Racing Pulse from 8.30 this Tuesday morning on RSN 927. Racing. When you get a spare moment, pour a coffee, jump on the web and have a go at the RSN 927 listener survey. It won't take long. It's your chance to tell us who you are and what you're thinking about all sorts of things from racing and sport to the way you use social media. And there's a nice prize from the tab up for grabs. We'd love to hear from you. So get started and look for the listener survey link at rsn.net.au Live across the web This is the girlsplayfooty.com Match of the day 
And welcome back here to Box Hill City Oval on the GoldsbayFooty.com match of the day on RSN Carnival. Peter Holden, Daniel Hill, Lucy Watkins, Christy Williams and Nick Vicrapontis bringing you the Box Hill Hawks and St Kilda Sharks round three of the Swiss Wellness VFL Women's Competition where the Sharks lead by five points at quarter time. Three straight 18 to 2-1-13. Might take the opportunity to head boundary side. Let's go down to see if we can find Nick Vicrapontis and find out what huddle he was at. Yeah, guys, I was down in the Saints huddle with Sean Smith, and despite the fact that they're leading at quarter time, it was quite concerned by the fact that they didn't come to play early. They worked, they, they worked their way into the quarter late, but they were missing tackles and worried about Box Hill running out of stoppages and defence far too easily. Thank you very much to Nick Nick is doing all the work down there. He'll be checking out Patrick Hill at three-quarter time to find out what's happening in that huddle. Uh, Christy, what race, again, is that in three minutes' time that you're looking for the winner? That, 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 you, you've got the screen up to watch the race. That is classic. If we hear it, you beauty, we know you've got Well, if I up. can do... Well, what, what's the horse again? If I can do... She's our gift. If I can do... Paper stats, computer stats, and special comments at once. I can watch a race. The start of the second term is Daniel Hill. The ball up and down in the centre. Kai's goes in, tries to extract it, and the Sharks working overtime in there. But again, the Hawks managed to get the ball forward. They've pretty much won every centre clearance in this game so far. Working overtime down there is Charlotte Marnie inside the clinches for the Hawks. It now comes clear from Emma Mackey, who kicks it towards half-forward. Ball over the back of the pack, darting away, taking a bounce, running to an open goal. Gilda slides it on goal just across the face. And a minor score. So 2-2-14, a huge opportunity missed there for the Hawks. And the Sharks, three straight 18. It's one thing I don't get about footy, men's and women's footy, when you have players run in and try and skip mm. the ball through. Once it hits the ground, you bring into... We've got a weird-shaped football. It could turn anywhere. I still don't know why they just don't go, look, I'm kicking for the umpire's hat. I'm trying to nail him. Just to therefore take as less risk out of it as possible. As we wait for the ball to be brought back in. Now with Kula Reed, who's kicked all into the player on the mark. Wasn't all that flash. Could be a chance for a turnover here. Grace Dillon lurking nearby. She couldn't quite pick it up. Also trying to fight for the football, Amanda Walsh. Umpire blows the whistle, calls for a ball up. At the uh, forward 50 for the Box Hill Hawks. We will see a ball up just in front of the uh, coaches' boxes that they use during the VFL men's. Benici's going to try and be first to it. Going with her at the same time is Abby Tanner. Held the ball up momentarily. Going in there with a bit of a whack is Mackey. Umpire didn't see it. Play on's the call. Going in there now is Dixon to try and pick up the footy. She's brought to ground. And the umpire still allowing it to go on. Benici had it momentarily. Got knocked out of her hands. Oh, copping one high there. The umpire will blow the whistle and say, yeah, that was a little bit rough. That was a bump in the head. And getting that free kick is going to be Marinella Salafia. <laughs> and she'll have the resulting free kick on special comments today, Lucy Watkin. Yeah, Box Hill very unfortunate to not claim that early goal, but they're doing well keeping it in their half again. I think Sean Smith was right when he said St. Killer Sharks are just letting them get it out of the stoppages a little bit too easy. They're taking out, I was going to say, they're taking out a defence easy, and then Penny Killer reads out a bit of a shocker of a kick trying to find a teammate. Too much juice on it, and went over the boundary line and out of bounds of the full. Pip Peschke of course, is making her debut today. She has the kick and she goes up the line. Too easy. Pinnacular Reed smacked it to Rebecca Neves. And then Neves put her on the right boot, went up the line. Being taken out after, which is Pesky, and that will be a free kick. And uh, that is her second kick in the matter of 60 seconds. It's a bit of feeling in this one. It's a free kick to Box Hill. That's a surprise. <laughs> they are certainly winning the count, and deservedly so. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Guys, left half forward. She couldn't come up with it. There's a lot of bumpers and blocks going on after the ball goes by. It's uh, 
Certainly not for the faint heart of this one. Brutton off half-back, gets on the right, kicks up towards half-forward, coming out on a long lead. Georgia Harris marks relatively unopposed. She kicks up towards half-forward, but really no one at home. And dropping back to take the mark is Tamara Luke, who's been impressive. And Luke decides to swing across quickly and manages to hit up her target there. Uh, running on by Mahoney. Mahoney now goes long out towards the wing position. Foot race on. Dylan is there, who manages to swing it oh. back now to Mahoney, who went without the pill. Now under pressure, Tilly Lucas Rod tries to make a go of it. She fights and scraps hard for the football, holds it up, and will call for a bounce centre wing out of side. This is the girlsplayfooty.com match the day on RSN Carnival. Three straight 18, St Kilda, 2 2 14. The Fox Hill Hawks, early stages, second term. And Brutton gets held up. Bit of a hug going on there with Emma Mackey, and we'll call for a secondary bounce. That's yeah, called the Waltz. The umpire was sort of looking and saying, Where is the ball? And then decided, Well, I'll just bounce it because I'm, I'm not sure what that is. Let's toss back up, and again, a clearance for the Hawks. And Kai's went down after she kicked it. Umpire decided there was... It was in the action of kicking, and there wasn't enough in it. Umpire then waves play on as Benici goes in. The helmeted Benici. It was mentioned down there in the the Box Hill Hawks huddle, which I managed to sneak down to, Pete, at uh, a quarter time, that they wanted to curb the influence of Brittany Benici, who was one of the better players for the Sharks in the first term. And a star during the youth girls' days. The umpire has blown the whistle and said a free kick going the way of the Hawks, and it's now in the hands of Abby Tanner. Tanner now goes long towards the half-forward play position. Her kick let her down, though, and uh, easily marked there. That might be knees there for the St Kilda Sharks. Going up the line, looking for Garner. Great pressure. Got the hand pass away for Tilly Lucas Wright. It was too quick of the hand pass to Benici, who was running by. Benici had to go back and get it off the ground. And then kicks further up the line, forward of centre wing, but only as far as Papadopoulos, who managed to turn her opponent inside out. Then goes long against the boundary line. Spool from behind Benici was this time by Tamara Luke. But the Sharks still went out because of pure numbers. Looking in the Walsh direction, didn't get her. Kawa has the ball at her feet. Got back to Garner. Now to Tilly Lucas Rod. Tilly Lucas Rod now going up the line to Amanda Walsh. Walsh takes the mark, unleashes the hand pass to Whitehead. Whitehead looking for Chapman inside 50. Misjudged the flight of the football. Foot race on. Numbers back here with the Box Hill Hawks. Sari Yule is there. In goes Chapman. Wanted to try and feed it out to Georgia Harris. She was under pressure. Lost it. Gay lurking nearby as well. She can't get out the pill. Paterno fighting it hard for it. Balls a scrap. 15 metres out for the Sharks goal. In the pocket. Chapman goes in again, being held up by Sarah Good. Umpire says no prior, and we'll call for a ball up. So he tossed up, right forward pocket, Sharks deep in attack. Oh, Colwell just threw the arm out in the ruck contest. Now it bounce, bounces forward for Harris, last line of defence. The Hawks managed to clear away, and Good gets it out wide, but it's turned over. And now a shot at goal for the Sharks came from Garner. She missed away to the left. So the minor score, their first of the afternoon, the Sharks. They are 3-1-19, and they are leading the Box Hill Hawks 2-2-14. On special comments, Lucy Watkin. Box Hill, did, Box Hill did very well to not let St Kilda get away with a the goal there. They put on the pressure. Girls got back quickly, which I think I think is a, a good a good sign for Box Hill in, early in the second quarter. You're close towards the barren line with her kick. Either way, she has copped it up to, I think, Rebecca Neves, who's about 55 metres out from home. Now goes long and high inside 50 with the kick. Ball came off hands as Kai's trying to park herself underneath. And Tilly Lucas Rob popped up towards the top of the goal square. Just went through fingertips and away to the right for a minor score. Sharks 3-2-20, Box Hill 2-2-14. 
Tiffin's gone second uh, with stats, possibly a race result, Christy Williams. Uh, ran like a busted paint. <laughs> 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 but um, Tilly Lucas Rod Tilly Lucas Rod's already had ten touches. That's 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 a massive number and she's on track for a massive game again. Keep your eye on that one down there, Nick. Kyers has caught one, she's coming from the field. She's an absolute prime move for the Hawks. I hope she's okay. But the kick out for the Hawks has gone deep towards right half back. They seem to want to play the dead side both sides when they've played from the southern end. You reckon that's an ankle or a hip for Kaiser? I reckon it looks like a corgi. Yeah, yeah she's, the, the she's way caught one in the buttock, I reckon. Yeah. Now, a free kick has been plucked out, and it's going to go the way of the Sharks. It looks like Garner, who's a long way from home, she slices that one towards the top of the square, oh. and pretty much unopposed. Is that Madison Gay? Oh. I think that's Catterall. Is it Catterall coming in from the side? Got very close to the man on the mark once again. She's uh, not trusting her distance at the moment. It is Catterall. She waltzes in pretty much top of the goal square, kicks the goal, and then goes to the bench. <laughs> so they move right out. <laughs> they move out by 12 points now. The Sharks. They're probably deserving of that goal. They've, they've had most of the play in the last three or four minutes. The Hawks not able to exit their defensive zone. So 4226 to 2214 on special comments today. Lucy Watkins. Yeah, the oh, sorry. Thank you have have done very well to keep it inside their forward fifty. Their pressure has risen. They've really stepped up this quarter after, you know, that slow start in the first quarter. So Boxy will have to have to work really hard from here on out. And talking about winning, working really hard, Emma Mackey had the ball at centre-half forward, then her kick was turned over. Mia Ray Clifford's kick across the face was an absolute Barry Crocker as Mahoney now intercepts, had it, just couldn't put boot the ball, was under all kinds of pressure. Colwell now kicks it away to oh. Benici, barely the 15, on. and played on till according to the umpire. Rosie Dillon had all pressure on her. Umpire comes in, now what's he going to call? He's going to call for a ball up. So we'll have it again, 50 metres out from the Box Hill goal. They're attacking the Eastern Freeway end. Going up there is Watts, brought the ball to ground. Swing around, putting it there on the left boot. Claire O'Donnell nearly went for rain with a kick. Big fly. Ball hit the ground, though. Ooh. Is there one in the back? Yes, there will be. It's going the way of Eray Clifford, who shoved her opponent over. Lucky not to have it reversed. What a bit of mayo on it, please. And uh, Ray Clifford has the ball at the back pocket for the St Kilda Sharks. Very close towards the boundary line. Three Sharks to choose from. Brutton's the one that takes the mark. So Brutton looks to go up the wing. So sitting in front there is Tamara Luke. Managed to knock it down for the Hawks. Now Marnie's in there working overtime. And the umpire will surely call for this. Just on the attacking side of centre for the Hawks. Probably where they want to be. They haven't had a whole lot of, of the play in this second term after a, a solid opening first term. They trail by 12 points. Tap over the top came from Brody Watts, who's been very, very good in the ruck today for the Box Hill Hawks. And now the umpire says the ball has come out of the pack. And the Sharks do have numbers. Four to the footy here. Benici gets on the right, kicks around the line, skids just inside. No, the umpire says out of bounds on the full. And it'll be a free kick going the way of the Hawks. That metres down there. Probably should have got 25 because they ran through her mark as they went across the interchange. Not to be, though, as the ball comes inside. Nixon loads it up into the corridor. Ball to the back of the pack. Salafia couldn't come up with it. The Sharks look to rebound. Ball comes out wide in, in search of Gardner. She gets the, the position over the back. Couldn't take the mark. Now darting her way through down there is... I think it might have been Pesky. She gets it clear. Ball up towards half forward from Nixon. Long footy. Oh, great courage going back to the flight. Penny Cooler-Reed. You'll get that from her all day. 
Kicks around the outer side. Lovely ball. And Gay comes out and takes a nice mark on centre wing for the Sharks. And now decides to go long up the line looking for Garner, who oh. is strong from behind. Took a great mark. Half foot flank in front of our broadcast position. Goes in the Walsh direction. One, two bites of the cherry. Got one and a little nudge on the way down from Grace Dillon. She's too far out to score. She's 50 metres out. Pops one over the top. Was her teammate oh. ready for it? Catterall, it wasn't. The ball hit the ground, though. And this opportunity for the Hawks to clear. Weaving through traffic. Grace Dillon got her kick away before being collected. Oh. Oh, intercepted by Tilly Lucas. Rod, 48 metres out. Wanted to blaze. Pulled the kick at the last second while looking for her teammate. But the ball bounced away and over the boundary line and out of bounds. Two pretty amazing acts of bravery there. One going back with a flight and one going right into the flight 100 miles an hour. Boundary side, Nick Necrofontis. Yeah, Mel Kays is just getting her foot strapped at the moment. They look like they're trying to get some movement back into it, but they're definitely strapping it. So maybe she'll be able to get back on soon. Ought to be tossed back in. Deep forward pocket here for the Sharks. It's a long throw in, or both ruck women ran underneath it. Big pack around this. Umpire says holding on. And free kick to Chapman, who is one of the best milkers of free kicks going around. <laughs> hey, it's a talent. It's an absolute well, talent. Well, made a good career. <laughs> Sarah, if you're looking back to the replay, uh, all complaints to Daniel Hill, courtesy of... Hey, no, that's part you of the game. You can't complain with goals, that's part can of you? the game. And she comes yeah. in, leans on it. Oh, and misses. Yeah, karma. So, just a way to the right-hand side. Not a renowned goal kicker, Sarah Chapman. I think she'll cop that one on the chin. But uh, she did enough there. She was underneath. It, it, she threw the arms out, got one in the back, got the free kick. But couldn't get the goal. Interesting between good sides and other sides is normally if a miss like that happens, someone from, if they were playing and the opposition was Darabin, someone from Darabin would walk over. Just kindly remind you. Good on you, Sarah. Couldn't <laughs> <laughs> kick over a jam tin. They that kind of set up. know how to play the mind games. As the kick is short back to metres. Metres takes it in the back pocket in front of the Southern Pavilion here at Box Hill City Oval. The kick is sky high. Garner is parked underneath it, got knocked out of her hands. Olivia Flanagan got pushed over. Tilly Lucas Rod got into the path of Garner, who has someone on in the top of the goal square. And 15 metres out from goal, 45 degree angle, lining up for the St Kilda Sharks is uh, number 33 and Jess Gardner. A chance to put it out to 19 points the difference at the 13 minute mark of the second term. She's a key cog for them, Gardner. I have this feeling she didn't play against the Eastern Devils. And she didn't, and Gardner comes in and puts it through, gives a little fist pump to herself. She's happy with that, and it moves the score along to 5-3-33 St Kilda, 2-2-14 Box Hill. On special comments this morning, it's Lucy Watkin. We saw Tilly Lucas, Rod and Garner sort of link up on that uh, near wing, and they've been two of the strongest players of the Sharks today, so probably no surprise that they've um, linked up together and got the opportunity for Sharks, but I think for Boxy will maybe the maybe another case of all the inside 50s and no reward today. Kai's doing some run-throughs down there, Nick. How's she looking? Looking pretty good, actually. She's moving, uh, changing directions pretty well and getting around. Looks all right. So Nick's given her the tick of approval. Dr. Nick, get back out there, he says. Ball up and down. Last night's not Riviera. <laughs> Ball up and down in the centre of the ground. The Sharks trying to force it clear. Umpire probably forced the call for a secondary ball up here and comes in and will do exactly that. Of course, throwing it up. There's been a lot of conjecture and talk about the bounce this week. Nick's going to hate me. We're, we're going to have to get a soundbite of, hi, Dr. Nick, at some stage during the year. Oh, what up? <laughs> the Sharks, the clearance inside there, attacking 50, but standing tall at the back and taking a, a nice mark is, is the 54 for the Hawks. So I think that might be a, a number replacement for a bit of blood before. That might be Van Dyke, who's back on the ground. They go out very, very wide to Pesky. She goes around the outer side. The breeze has somewhat dropped, so it hasn't pushed it over the line and managed to stay in play. The Sharks repel. 
Garner comes up, takes the mark. Jazzy wheels around. Right peg. Lovely looking ball. Oh, couldn't take the mark. Crashed the pack was Harris. She's still down after that. Amanda Walsh at the back. Gets the handle away. Gardner on the left foot. Oh, just narrow. Looks really slick and pacey. Couldn't come up with a score. And the Sharks, though, they're just starting to assert their authority on this one. 5-4-34. Box Hill 2-2-14. A 20-point lead to the Sharks. And here's the kick in. Oh, it's a shocker. No talk. Easily dropped there by Yule. Going in to create the pressure is Georgia Harris. Lucas Rod lurking nearby. Big tackle laid on. Chapman weaves her way through. She missed to the right. Now she misses to the left. Oh, dear. Minor score. Chapman, well, the kick, garbage bin with footies for you at training on Tuesday night. The kick was good. The mark was not. The kick in was perfect. Yeah. Went straight in between two plays. No talk. 5 5 25, the Sharks. 2 2 14. That one's not so good. The rear was not good at all. Garner, she kicks towards the top of the goal square. No, plenty of numbers for the Hawks. They crash oh. the back. Oh, running through and almost getting booked to ball was knees. Would have been some reward for her hard work. And now, just. Picking herself up down there is Chapman again, who's involved, and also Harris. They couldn't get the goal. Handy tip if you're kicking out, don't kick it towards Jasmine Garner. Anywhere near the other side. See her and kick the other side. 22-point lead to the Sharks. Can the Hawks get out of it? She kicks it to herself and then kicks it long and high, almost looking for rain with the kick. Finally committing to the mark is Tamara Luke. She takes it. She's a gun, Tamara Luke. She can play. Luke now goes up towards the halfback flank oh. position, falls from behind by knees. Felt it Tilly Lucas right for another possession. The Pendicula Reed is pushed up the ground. Oh. Drives it Penny. to Brittany Benici. Vintage Pendicula Reed there. And Brittany Benici... Gonna be a fair way out. She won't kick it from there. She's just waiting for someone to kick to you. Looks for Garner! Who <laughs> just did a little leap and a side twist just to add a little bit to the movement for the judges. Degree of difficulty 2.2. <laughs> La- landing zero though. Didn't land too well. Wants to back herself in from here. She's about uh, 50 metres out from goal. No one tall on the last line for the Sharks. She's been kicking terribly today, hitting them like a brick. So, right goalposts, I think. She's going to have a crack, though, Pete. Brown by herself in the fourth pocket. She's kicking it in the line. air, not the mark. There we go. 50 metres out. Oh, Garner unloads, wants to let the wind take it. It does in the end, but away to the left. There was no real intent on that. No. She doesn't. She normally loads up and smashes she's been, them. And then you get worried about kicking you into the man on the mark again, don't you? Mm. Or the woman on the marker. She, she's not like lean back. She's not like a Sarah Perkins who wants to try and hit the shots behind the goal. <laughs> five seven thirty seven. code for Perk. Five seven thirty seven St Kilda Box Hill two two fourteen. So Fisher for the Sharks manages to pick it up and, and going through there is Mia Ray Clifford who's wearing the green and orange boots. That's surely way too over the top. Could have been a freaky against Luke, and I think it will be. So they're going to pay the mark instead. Oh, Chapman had a bit of a clap at her. <laughs> oh, she's still going. That's why they don't heckle back at Sarah Chapman. So now it's going to come back with some interest. So it's Gardner again who's finished up with the mark. She's going to come in from 25 out straight in front, and she gets the goal. Oh, I love it. And that's her second, and it pushes the lead out to 29 points. And, and Lucy, in modern football, we talk about it a lot, but these half-forwards, these high half-forwards, they can make a big difference. They get on their bike, they work around, and someone like Gardner, she's a star. Yeah, someone like Gardner, who has been working very, very hard off off the half-forward, can kick a goal can, and has been getting it into her forwards very, very efficiently. So I think that's where the Sharks are, you know, having having the power in their plays is being able to 
stop it from exiting their forward 50 and getting it back into their forwards very efficiently. And as a reward, come to the bench. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> a minute and a half remaining in this uh, second term. Polo won the ruck tap, taken by Benici, who was caught straight away by Olivia Flanagan, and we will call for a ball up. Wind picking up a bit down at ground level as uh, we go once more. Colwa wins it, but it's now going to be a Hawks ball. Veski just put it on the right boot. Goes out towards the half forward flank position. Gay brings the ball to ground. Got it to Bruton. Bruton now moved away on the right boot towards the half forward flank position. Walsh comes out, takes a lovely mark. Walsh is 55 metres out from home. Benici screaming for it. She's ignored because there's too many Hawks around her. Pops it up to the hot spot, 30 metres out from goal. Garner was playing from behind, but front position. Tamara Luke, like you said, Dan, boy, she's good. She's very, very good. You're always calling a crisis, and as soon as we say that, she's kicked it out of bounds on the floor in the back pocket. Unlucky. Commentator's curse on stats, Christy Williams. <laughs> that is an absolute commentator's curse. They've now had 15 marks for the quarter, the Sharks, as opposed to nine in the first. Mark that down as another yeah. one, courtesy of the kick, and I think it might be Jorge who now managed to spot up the target in uh, Amanda Walsh. So Walsh has the free kick. She is, pardon me, Mark, she is about uh, 35 metres out from goal. Slight angle. Right on the range, I reckon, Pete. Right on it. And the siren will sound as she kicks it as well. Currently up by 29 points. Walsh creeps in. Close the play on the mark. Pops it up. It's a... Oh, did it bounce through? No, it was done. Drama from the goal umpire. And now he's chatting with the field umpire. And, yep, now they signal a point. Not The heart flooded for a moment here at the ground. 6-8-44 St Kilda Sharks. Box Hill 2-2-14. That is the score at half-time. Uh, fair to say, Lucy Watkin, if no one had touched it, it would have been the good old-fashioned Kirk Killer, and Patrick Hill would not have been happy. Oh, no. you do. That's the last thing you want, a goal on the side going into the half when you have a losing by such a margin. And have six so, players in the box. Off a shank of a kick. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> off, off a kick like that. Yeah, so Box Hill done, done well from a while to go away with just a point there, I think. So, goal kickers at the moment at uh, half-time as the Boxer Hawks get clapped off the ground. It is Gardner with two singles to Paterno, Catterall, Gay and Garner. And for the Boxer Hawks, one each to McAvina and Rosie Dillon. For some thoughts on the first quarter, here's Lucy Watkins. Uh, second quarter, pardon me, Lucy Watkins. Yeah, Saints really, really, really... Saints. St Kilda really, really came out strongly that uh, quarter after their slow start in the first and really sort of dominated and asserted themselves as the stronger side. I think the inexperience of Box Hill kind of showed through in that quarter, unable to get it out from their kick-ins after the points, and just uh, St Kilda Sharks were able to just... They were unlucky, and they were a bit inaccurate in that all of their opportunities went mainly for behinds, but they managed to keep it in their forward 50, so quite quite uh, dominantly asserting their, uh, their place as the better side today. Let's get some stats from that second quarter. Here is Christy Williams. Yeah, Jasmine Garner was massive once again in that quarter, and she's had eight disposals, which is really good for a, a key forward. She is working a bit higher up the ground uh, today, as we can see. She's, she probably took on, well, I don't know, probably three or four marks in that quarter as well, really strong contested marks. So she's having a massive influence on the game. And, of course, Tilly Lucas, Rod, um, another uh, seven touches for her in that quarter, and she's she's looked really lively in her, and Jasmine Garner have looked really, really good together. Obviously have a bit of an innate understanding, but... Obviously, the marks, as we touched on, the 21 marks um, over double the the amount of the first quarter for them. And 
the Hawks, by contrast, only took six. So it's a really big indicator, I think, at, at this level for the Marks, uh, particularly um, when there's a bit of a, a class golf between the teams to see who's taking control of the footy and who can maintain their possession and play the brand of football that they want. And so that, that really does, I think, tell the story. Um, take out the inside 50s. I think the Mark tells the story of, of how St Kilda have built on this quarter and how they've made a difference. Let's get some impressions on the first half from our man that's been down on the boundary line, Nick DeGrapontis. Yeah, it's been interesting. Uh, Mel Kyes didn't actually come back on the ground after she came off with that. Uh, I'm not a doctor, but it looked like a rolled ankle. She was doing a few run-throughs and actually looked all right towards the end but didn't get to go back on the ground. The Hawks just fell asleep, didn't they? Mm. They, they were right in the game at quarter time, but the Saints either got into gear or the Hawks just dropped off because after they kicked the first point in the quarter, they... they they didn't even get the ball anywhere near their forward 50. Absolutely fair call there. And, uh, again, they'll be disappointed because um, if they were better in defence, if it was two goals to four goals or in the ball game, as we know, five goals in women's footy is generally a, a very difficult task to come back from, particularly when you're only playing essentially 40 minutes straight with uh, no time on. 6-8-44 St Kilda, 2-2. 14 is uh, the Box Hill Hawks. That is the halftime score. We're going to take the opportunity to take a break. When we come back, our thoughts on how the rest of the game will pan out. You're listening to girlsplayfooty.com's Match of the Day on RSN Carnival between the Box Hill Hawks and St Kilda Sharks. Half, Whitey and the Breakfast Club. Fair to say, we were chockers on the Breakfast Club this week. Liz Watson from the Vixens, Matty Russell, Fox Sports, Marcus Fraser, European PGA Tour, Shani Layton from the Magpies Netball, Adam Collins was the Cricket Chat, Scotty Gallen, Mark Stevens with all the latest news. Dean Lester gave us winners. From a footy perspective, Jamie McMillan, Kyle Hooker, Gavin Wanganine, Lenny Glutzis, Nathan Jones, Taylor Adams, Jack Rewalt, David King, and Friday was a morning of predictions on The Breakfast Club. Boomer Harvey, the game's record holder, joined us, and he had his take on the Swans. You know what? Oh, I said they could make the top eight. I think they're going to push a little bit higher than that. Rampy's back now. They're starting to look like Franklin, Tippett, Reed, three tools up there that can all kick a bag full of gold. And then this, from Channel 7's very own, Mark Steele. GWS won't win the Premiership. I'm going to tell you who can win. Good. Yes, indeed. Quarter and half, Essendon can and probably might at the top four win the premiership. And record also, the Giants can't win it. Monday morning from six, Jimmy Bartel back on the throne with all the rap from round ten. And we'll cross to Roland Garros for the start of the French Open. The Breakfast Club, six to eight thirty weekdays on RSN nine two seven. Thanks to tab.com.au. Hi, I'm Lane Beachley. Cartridges for Planet Art just had its biggest year ever. On average, thirteen and a half thousand printed cartridges were collected every working day and they were all turned into useful things like pens, garden beds, even road surfaces. So thanks to everyone who recycled from home, work or school. To make the coming year even bigger, check out cartridges.planetart.org. Do you know someone with macular degeneration or glaucoma who's finding it hard to get around because of vision loss? They may have recently had a fall or you've noticed they're no longer able to find their way around safely. If you do, you should contact Guide Dogs. They help people just like this to stay safe and active. And it's a free service. To find out how Guide Dogs assists people with impaired vision to stay safe and independent, call 1-800-804-805. That's 1-800-804-805. I usually wear white. And I prefer black. But lately, we've been getting into orange. When you're wearing SES Orange, you know you're making a difference. And you're learning great new skills. You'd be surprised how good you'll feel in Orange. 
The Victoria State Emergency Service is recruiting volunteers now for a broad range of roles. Visit ses.vic.gov.au or call 1300-842-737 and find out if Orange is right for you. Authorised by Victoria State Emergency Service Melbourne. Spoken by Emery's and A. Smallwood. It's Anna Mears winning gold. Hey, I'm Anna Mears. Winning gold at the Olympics was an incredible feeling. And having my biggest rival, who I'd just beaten, ride up next to me and lift my hand in victory topped off an amazing moment. We'd had our fair share of clashes over the years, but in the end, we both respected each other, and that's what really counts in sport. Be gracious in victory and in defeat. To keep your sport inclusive, safe and fair, go to playbytherules.net.au. Every day, in many ways, the Royal Flying Doctor Service takes the finest care to Australia's furthest corners so that all Australians can enjoy the best of health. The Royal Flying Doctor Service has been taking care of Australians for over 80 years. But we still need your help to continue providing emergency rescue and essential health care to remote and rural communities. Make a donation or become a supporter and help keep the Flying Doctor flying. Dean Lester tells you why. The will to do it and the bravery to do it. Warren Huntley tells you how. He just looked to be squeezing through gaps that weren't even there at some stage. Australia's most respected form analyst and the consummate track man. Together, wrapping up Saturday's racing every Sunday morning on Correct Way. From 8am, it's the full racing review. Then, from 9.30, Brad Baker leads the Sunday racing preview. It is a beautiful morning and we'll be racing on a good track. Correct Way is your full Sunday briefing. Sunday mornings from 8 on our... The symptoms of ovarian cancer sound like part of every woman's life. Abdominal bloating, abdominal or back pain, appetite loss, changes in toilet habits, unexplained weight gain or loss, indigestion or heartburn, and fatigue. But if these symptoms are unusual for you and they persist, please see your doctor. For more information, visit the Ovarian Cancer Program website at nbocc.org.au. This is Danny Green. On a night out just like this, take it from me. One punch can be deadly. Thrown in anger, without warning, without gloves, it can kill. One punch can end their life and ruin yours. It takes grunt to throw it. It takes guts to walk away. One punch can be deadly. Authorised and spoken by Danny Green Perth. You're listening to Carnival on digital radio, live streaming around the world and on the RSN smartphone app. See the listening guide at rsn.net.au. Live across the web, this is the girlsplayfooty.com. Match of the day. Indeed, it is the girlsplayfooty.com match of the day at Box Hill City Oval, where we are doing the Box Hill Hawks and St Kilda Sharks round three of the Swiss Wellness VFL Women's Competition. Box Hill 2214, trailing St Kilda 6844. Other VFL Women's matches on today, both beginning at two. Yeah, easy to organise, um, even basic food, sausages, or whatever. If, even if you want to open up a canteen or a bar, it's it's. it's it's not only disappointing, I think it's quite disrespectful, actually, mm. um, to the girls who who might not get some of these fans back because why would you come to the footy when you could go somewhere You go somewhere else like the Eastern Devils or Seaford where there's a you know there's a good atmosphere, you're supporting your local local club or you're supporting women's footy. And, it's, it's yeah, it's quite disrespectful, I find. 
Yeah, and uh, to Lucy Walken as well, who's got us here. I mean, obviously, uh, yes, they're a different channel from us, ABC, but uh, there's grandstand down there where they could have been. You should be thinking as a sporting club, of any sporting club of any ilk, that you'd be putting a lot on if you've got the could have beens and obviously our radio call and a big game on. You'd be, you know, wheeling out your very best. Mm, yeah, you would think that. And I'm definitely, I'm with Christy on the whole, like, the disrespectful thing is that, you know, start, half the time you hate saying it, but you don't think it would be yeah. this, sort of be so organised at a men's game. Um, if the Boxer Hawks were playing well, around, it they'd be it a bit... It's not even... There's no guessing. Yeah, so, you know, you would think... It's the first season, though. I mean, you've got to... Sure. Let it grow. Yeah, but, but we, we, we were here come. watching the women play last year, and there was there was stuff there, so... Yeah, you would have thought if your own club was here... Um, and You've got to give it time. You can't well, throw the baby well, out well, of the well, bathwater. Well, I think what a lot of people are saying is they're not expecting a president's luncheon and the whole enchilada no. to start with, but a basic thing like a, a barbecue or something like that, just some basic amenities. Well, the Saints are directly competing with the Hawks for an AFL side in 2019, so it doesn't necessarily bother me. I've got to talk through my kick a little bit there, don't I? <laughs> oh, 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 oh. Trying to push the Saints' cause. Uh, but you have to deal with Richmond, who've now come out and just said, oh, we deserve oh, a everyone license. Wants yeah. We deserve a license. Give well, it a rids. Well, what have Richmond done? Uh, Mind you, just for well, they would probably be better players than the men if they get a female side up. J- j- just for what it's worth, I reckon Geelong and North Melbourne will get the license, but that's my two cents worth. Um, It'd be bo- good to see two Richmond sides finish ninth, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a win for everybody, just quietly. Do you like how I'm taking the reverse positives of everything today? Yeah, but, uh, mind you, I-, I-, I will say one thing though, just quickly, as the Sharks walk out in the ground, when it comes to licenses, I think this one of us out of all the sides, they'll probably either wear from two to four that will get selected. I reckon North Melbourne's in the box seat because of the Adelaide model that's worked, where you've got part of your crew in Adelaide and part of your list in Darwin, and I think North Melbourne's going to be able to sell the fact of part of our list will be in Victoria, but we'll also have a number of players in Tasmania. And when in a couple of years' time when Tasmanian women's footy finally starts to come along, I think they'll sell that model and the AFL will go, oh, good, we don't have to put a full-time side down in Tasmania. Well, there might, be a men's, there might be a men's side down Tassie in five years' time, so we'll, uh, <laughs> we'll uh, see how that goes. Uh, I, I reckon with at least the next 20 years, there'll be no full-time sides down in Tasmania, full stop, <laughs> unless it is a relocated Victorian side. Jeez, it'd be well, a great home please. ground advantage down there. You'd be mad. If, if I was a footballer... I would want to play in Tassie. All right, you'd just be... It, well, the Lions Perth. and the Suns wouldn't be too happy right now, I'd imagine. Forget Perth, forget Metricon, forget all that garbage. You go down and play in eight-degree crosswind <laughs> yep. Bell Reeve garbage and see if you can... Have a look what happened to the Crows. They fell apart, didn't they? That didn't really work for them. Uh, That's the first time they came unstuck. North, what, North kicked... 12 goals in the first quarter? So something ridiculous? S- search online 1990 State of Origin. Tasmania beats Victoria at North Hobart Oval. <laughs> North Hobart Oval? Yes. I played cricket on that ground. Very pretty ground, North Hobart. And, and I, I was actually told, or we should be bonus in this game, told a little story that when Fitzroy played a couple of games at North Hobart as one of their many homes they were trying to find, is that Fitzroy was so poor at that stage when they flew over, the players didn't stay in hotel rooms. They literally slept in homes of supporters. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> <laughs> that's, how bad it was. that's how bad the Fitzroy situation was. 6-8-44 St Kilda, Box Hill 2-2-14. We're just about to get underway for the third term here on girlsplayfooty.com's Match of the Day on RSN Carnival. To get us underway for the third term, here's your lead caller and Daniel Hill. It'll be Brody Watts to go up against Colwell. And both of their socks have got even lower in this second half. Watts won it down nicely, trying to bullock her way through his Mackie. Might have had a, 
an opponent's arm over his shoulder, but the umpire wasn't interested. Comes in and throws it up. This time, Colwell wins the tap. Down to Benici. Oh, heads collide in there. And we'll play down. We'll get down to Nick in a moment. Very slow to her feet. The ball, in the meantime, has come out wide for the Hawks. Two plays down. So they've clashed heads, and we've got more. Claret. Umpire might be forced to stop this because what, what, one stayed down. Well, and the trainers and, and, lost their phone. And, and, and signalled to the um, bench straight. And now she's looking back for her phone. Big <laughs> cut on the head. <laughs> They've got to stop this, but they haven't. Well, it's right in the centre of the ground too. So the ball has come out. Effectively, the Sharks playing with 16 here, or against 16, I should say, as Garner goes up towards full forward. Oh, Gay off her shins. The field umpires now coming in to circle and he will stop the game which was the right thing to do the stretch is coming out yeah, oh, he... I don't think the stretch is going to be needed she's just got one in the in the head just heaps of blood it's still pretty split her right it's open it's still a little bit hard out there so it's probably the worst I mean the pitch is pretty grown over but it's still probably the worst place on the ground you could you can knock yeah. heads, you drink. I think it might be, I, I won't say for sure, but Mike Salafia, who's has got a fair bit of claret coming down from the face. She's walking off while another one is just uh, on hands and knees getting up now. And I've got a feeling one of them might be O'Donnell, maybe. And But Nick Nicrobondis will be down there on the boundary and he'll be able to spot both of them when they come off. But uh, Doesn't look too well. I reckon there was three heads that collided yeah, almost Benici, exactly at the same time. Benici, Benici, went, tried, Benici went through the middle. He's had a very bad history with concussions. I think she just got through the middle maybe, of the next two. Maybe the helmet helped. Yeah, maybe it bounced. <laughs> helped them bounce her off her head. So they've had, they've, they've, after this, I mean, these, I don't think we're going to have the staples at the, uh, that would be able to put in their head or anything like that, which you'd have in the in the elite game. Ooh. So I'd say that's three of them gone with blood rules over throughout the day. Because I think Van Dyke broke her nose and she's not going to come back. And how was the blood going upwards? And no, that, she, she doesn't. She doesn't look well. We'll get down to Nick in a moment's time, but we're about to restart. Um, the clock was ticking during that time, but You're we right. have O'Donnell's the that. one in real trouble. As uh, Colwell versus Watts, hanging on to Watts. Umpire didn't spot it. Kai's got dumped by Chapman. And the umpire pulls out the resulting free kick going the way at the Box Hill Hawks. And, so, Ma- and Mackie. So now they've got no bench because they've lost uh, Kai's with an ankle, so they're down that, to 18. In fact, that's Salafia now, pardon me, should I say, with the ball who goes long and went through the hands there of Brutton who couldn't hang on to it. Also being harassed there with the footballer's Abby Tanner. Umpire circling, blows the whistle, calls for a ball up. Let's go down to Nick Dick Rapontis. Yeah, O'Donnell doesn't look in uh, very good shape. She's come off uh, blood streaming from her face. Uh, Emma Mackie was the other one, but she gave the thumbs up, so she probably will be okay. Just an update on the other two you mentioned. Um, Van Dyke is actually back, back on the ground, and so is Melissa Keys. So they still got two on the bench. Beautiful. Uh, lucky. The ball is on the outer side. Pesky tries to pick up the football. Pesky got dumped off of it in the process. Trying to get there as Jorge gave it off quickly to Chapman, who received it from Garner. Now goes long towards the half-forward play position. Getting in there as Garner once more. After chasing up her own kick, got it to Garner. Got the hand pass at the gate. Oh, she's dead. Oh, she danced around two. Madison Gay, goal of the day. Oh, that was class. That was beautiful. She's slippery. She's danced around two, sold him the candy by, well, wholesale she sold it to him, and then they just easily went through from 35 out directly in front, extending the Sharks' lead 50-14. to 14. On special comments today, Lucy Watkin. Yeah, class goal from uh, Madison Gade there, stepped outside the two. But Sharks once again showing their dominance early in this first quarter, despite the disruption from the blood rule. But, you know, Gade is showing why she was signed up by Carlton.
um, early last week. Absolute out and out class. There was a sense of smugness how Lucy said that, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> so the ball will be tossed up, and it will be Watts to go against Colwell. In fact, knocked down by Watts. Could have been hung on to in there was Flanagan. Umpire waves play on. The Hawks again looking like they're going to get it clear, but the Sharks managed to knock it back under the pack and there'll be another ball up just on the attacking side of centre for the Hawks who trail by 36 points. Tossed up one forward nicely there by Watts, but Tilly Lucas Rod picks up for the Sharks. Kicks it out wide to the outer wing. And Van Dyke runs onto it, wearing the 54 after she got Claret on the 36. She kicks it out really, really wide. Cooler Reed picks it up, kicks around the corner. In fact, it was Mia Ray Clifford down there. Out towards the back flank. Tilly Lucas Rod, her kick was smothered. Ball comes back. She's under the pump. One on three. Tackle laid on. Umpire circles and says, I'll ball it up. Left half forward. Hawks in attack. 7 8 50 to 2 2 14 here on the girlsplayfooty.com match of the day on RSN Carnival, the Swiss Wellness VFL Women's Competition. And hurry kick out of the pack there, Tanner Dry moving oh. forward. Oh, it's a fingertipper of a mark running on and having a shot on goal from about 35 out on the angle. Eyes, I think. Yeah. yeah, and she's missed to the oh. near side. She won't be happy with that. <laughs> she needed a captain's goal. In fact, uh, We'll back that down as 2 3 15 box hills, 7 8 50 the Sharks. In fact, missing it there, 25. Rosie Dillon was the one that uh, went to the near side. So 35 points the difference. Sharks lead. Six minutes gone in the third term. Oh, killer read. It's a shocker of a kick. Oh. Didn't find a teammate. Oh. Dribbled over the boundary line. So that without being touched, it means a free kick to the Hawks. And their kick back in is a shocker. They went off the ground. Oh, she went with a fresh area. She missed it. Ball still in dispute. Being scrapped in there. Yule is on the line. It's a rugby scrum. It's a comedy of errors. Why haven't I got the Benny Hill music when I need it? Well, you do have it. Put it on. I, I, took, I took it off the screen. <laughs> oh, quick kick out of the pack. And I think that might be one of the Dillons. It is, Rosie. Rosie again, just a quick one off the pack. It's, is that her second? Yeah. And pretty second, much in yeah. exactly the same fashion. I think in terms of metres gained for her two goals, it's probably about seven. They've both been from three and four metres out. <laughs> she gets the goal and you never know. Maybe there's a little bit of hope. We've only played seven minutes, 29 points down and as in I, the third term. As I go to Lucy Watkin, intrigued to see that the trainer for Box Hill's out in the ground, there must have been a fair bit of claret in that centre circle because she's actually brought the bottle of water out. Ooh, that does not look good. Well, when you saw the head clash, you did, you did see the heads just go flying back and just the immediate kind of the shock that comes with that. So That's the no slowest try I've one. seen in history. Look, look at her run. Hopefully she didn't drop her phone in the box. I love how you you love how you can say that. I would not get anywhere near you getting away with that. <laughs> Tell us what you think, Christy. Well, yeah, the no, she's half like, oh, she's puffed too. <laughs> Trainers train, players play. There you go. Up towards centre half forward. And a chance here for Gay. She's actually been claimed in a tackle. Probably took them on. Umpire wave play on. Certainly a relaxation of that rule this year, I think, with... Uh, an attempt or trying to dispose of the football. The old days was called dropping the ball. As they play on, Garner now took it out of the pack and she kicked it around the corner towards the pocket. Ball being held up there by Gardner. She couldn't uh, dispose, dispose of it. Paterno was there. Ball squeezed out to Tully Lucas. Rod, who had a ping and goal to wait to the right. 
Minus score, St Kilda 7, 8, 7 9 51, Fox Hill 3 3 21. Down the boundary line, Nick Necropontis. Yeah, I'm not sure what the coaching box situation is down here, guys, but both coaches have, have come down to the boundary in this uh, quarter and are coaching from ground level. No sign of either of the uh, Box Hill girls that went to the rooms just yet. <laughs> on, on stats, Christy Williams. Yeah, she's been very strong, Jasmine Garner. Up to 16 touches now and having a massive influence. The kick out goes in the direction of Tamara Luke, and why not? Because. She's been terrific today, but cool hand, just, Luke. just over her head and socket over the line out of place. So throw in 35 around from the Sharks attacking goal on the left forward flank. And we'll have it in once more. Benara brought it to ground. Whitehead was there. Chapman played for a free. Couldn't bring it out. <laughs> Didn't get it. Chapman in there. No and cigar. <laughs> as you heard from Dan Hill. The, the, the arms went up, the hair went out, and the umpire said, now I'm on to you. And there's no can of VB in front of you as well, which I'm very surprised. Now as Kais takes the ball away on the right. Well, don't get us started on that, Pete. What are you taking oh, for? Turning into a farce here in the country box. As Benici now intercepts, gets on the right boot, goes inside 50 with their kick. Oh, oh juggling it as Paterno. Yes, it was claimed after being uh, harassed by Costello. So Emily Paterno looking for her second. She is inside 50. She's kicking from about uh, 35, 40 metres. Slight angle. She's the ultimate hybrid, Paterno. I don't think there's anything she can't do. She rucks, she forward pockets, she back pockets, she does everything. Paterno on the right boot. Oh, it was post high, but the wind took it and blew it away to the right-hand side. Ball fell short. Did it get squeezed through for a point or out of bounds? It clipped the point post on the way through. So we'll have a throw in. 7-9-51 St Kilda. Box Hill 3-3-21 on special comments. Lucy Watkin. I don't think getting a point is such a bad result for St Kilda considering they've been able to keep it into their forward 50 but got the throw in now so hopefully uh, we can capitalise on that. Catterall wins it over the back and diving in after it is Paterno who's certainly become more prolific in this one. Ball at the base of the pack. Brown's in there. Allison, she tries to stand up in the tackle. Ripping her way through is Gardner and also down there Grace Dillon who's worked her way down into the back line to help out her fellow Hawks defenders as it's tossed up on this occasion. Watts wins it inside. Garner just overran it. Salafia had it, lost it. Ball 25 out from the Sharks attacking goal. Now it comes clear for the Hawks. They look to go up the middle of the ground, but only as far as Colwell, and she marks in the centre rings. And Colwell gets on the right boot. She manages to work it out wide to find Georgia Fisher on the centre wing, Middleborough Road side of the ground. Has Mirai put it back in board if she wants her. Oh, wanted to go down the line and kick it straight into uh, uh, Dylan. That's Rosie Dylan who decides to play on quickly. Melissa Kais is trying to bust her gut. She runs inside 50. Mackay takes a bounce. Kais dribbles for goal. What an effort. How is she not on the AFL list? She is. Is she? Pies. Signed with the pies. Signed with the pies. Melissa Kies, and that rhymes as well, bounced from 45, had a shot on goal from 35, and just what the Hawks needed, 4-3-27. So kill to 7-9-51 on special comments, Lucy Watkin. As you said, Peter, just what the Hawks needed. It's that kind of goal that kind of lifts the team. So hopefully that, you know, that 1% of effort by Rosie Dillon, that pressure that pressure play, Kies' goal, maybe they can sort of step up from here. Jeez, I get the next one, and you just feel that... Maybe the Sharks, they don't really, I haven't seen the Sharks put games away, ever, in in memory. They just don't oh. have that in them. Ball tossed up in the centre of the ground. It goes the other way, if anything. It's always uh, always good for the, the, the uh, 
the neutral supporter, though, to watch the Sharks. Ball up towards half forward. Walsh, she's been impressive today. Shoots it out to Brutton, who goes to full forward. Oh, might have been a half volley. Up oh. fires, paid it. Oh, I reckon that's... <laughs> the reckon defender's, that's arguing, defender's arguing the case. And Amy Catterall with what can best be described, Pete, as a half volley, <laughs> has taken the half volley 25 out on a 45-degree angle. If you're in cricket, you're calling for the TV umpire there. Oh. I'm not even sure you would call for the TV umpire for that one. Would the Pakistanis have appealed? <laughs> Ball on goal, and it missed, so I'll let you at home work out where the karma bus sits on that one. 25-point <laughs> lead to the Sharks. Here on the girlsplayfooty.com match of the day here on RSN Carnival, 4-3-27 Box Hill, 7-10-52 St Kilda Sharks. Ball kicked out from the fence, is long and high. Bratton was there as well, trying to park a seat underneath it. Kulari gave it off to Telly Lucas Rod, who went inside 50 with a kick, was trying to look for Walsh, couldn't find her. Ball hit the ground, pack quickly forms tomorrow. Lucas lurking nearby, then she just jumps on him, wants to try and extract it. The umpire blows the whistle, says no opportunity, call for a ball up. On stats today, it's our stats guru, Christy Williams. Yeah, Telly Lucas Rod has had 18 today. We mentioned she's had a few, but she's had it a lot over different areas of the ground. She's covering a lot more ground than she usually does, certainly not just sticking to the wing. Mackie back on with a bandage head, went to try and clear it out of defence, was trying to find uh, support there in Flanagan. She was held up straight away by Garner, and the umpire comes in and calls for another bounce. And special comments, Lucy Watkin. Sorry, I haven't been paying attention. Thank you, Lucy. <laughs> Don't worry. Normally, if someone's got a, a mouthful of food, normally when we throw to them. So it's not the first time it's happened. Or a mouthful of beer. Uh, yeah, either way, we like to catch them out. As going in there is guys. Couldn't get out the football. All right, kick around the corner. Mackie now trying to go towards centre-half back. Good mark taken there. Courtesy of Rosie Dillon. Been good. Dillon now gets on the right boot, goes out towards the wing position, foot race on here. It sets well, though, for Jorge, who got caught, got the hand pass away. Here's a hurry kick from the Sharks towards the half-forward flank position. Now, half-back, like, what's this possessed? Interesting. I don't know what the umpire's call was there. Webb had it momentarily, taken away from her, and will call for a bounce between centre and centre-half-forward. The Sharks lead by 25 points here on RSN Carnival. I think Rosie Dillon played a good case for the umpire, and was not interested in the slightest. Chapman goes in after it, burrowing through, rolling around on the deck, <laughs> just next to the edge of the cricket pitch. And the umpire says we'll try it all again, just on the attacking side of centre for the Sharks. As Colwell against Watts. Watts wins the tap. Only as far as Brutton, who's feigning the handball, acting like she's trying to get it out. Umpire says, I oh, will have it. Lots of players around this is working her way up into the ruck. Is Abby Tanner now for the Hawks? She wins the tap. Got it out nice and wide. Created a bit of space for her midfielders to work in. And working her way through there is Sarah Good. Papadopoulos is also in there to try and extract it. Brutton hacks one forward. Chapman could have gone with a Texas wedge off the deck, but she fell over. Now Gardner goes back in to help. And coming away and, and doing quite nicely there, Emma Mackey. As Pete said, wearing the, uh, the headband to cover up that cut from earlier. Or oh, the bounce. It was an unkind one, but it was kind for Tilly Lucas-Rod. Gets the handball away, but only as far as Cooler Reed, who dropped it. And now the umpire says, well, Amanda Walsh, you've picked it up and just dropped it like a hot spud. And it's a free kick to Grace Dillon at left half back for the Hawks. And she decides to work it wider still. 
Here's a little chip over the top, out towards the wing, through the hands to Maraluk, who couldn't hang on to it. Kicking along the ground is Colwell, because she couldn't pick it up. Now and there is Mia Ray Cliff, who closed towards the boundary line. Nearly went for rain with her kick. An awkward bounce. Mackie now got it, goes for a run. Gets on the right boot, now coming back in board. Bounced away there oh. from Rosie oh. Dillon. Foot race on as it nears the inside. 50 there for the Box Hill Hawks. We've got caught straight away and dispossessed. Oh, well done. Dillon got the football oh. out. Awkward bounce there for, for Taylor. Didn't sit well for her, had to give the little hand pass back, they're pushing here, the Hawks, Rosie Dillon gave up the hand pass, here's the hurry kick inside, 50, a shocker to Gay, and Gay took it, and then uh, got around her opponent, kicked it long, but only as far there as Yule, who had it momentarily, got rid of it, or did she throw it, umpire said it was fair, play on, now picking it up there is Rosie Dillon, one more time, around the corner, looking for a mark, oh, the leak was there, Yule couldn't hang on to it, ball on the ground, who got foot to it, it was Colwell beating out Taylor. And it's a minor score. 4-4-28 Box Hill. St Kilda 7-10-52. 16 and a half minutes gone third term on special commerce today. Lucy Watkins. I think Rosie Dillon has been the strongest player so far for Box Hill. She's really asserting herself up front and she has been the one creating the chances for Box Hill. Also was very dominant before on the half back line. So doing all she can to, to give Box Hill their opportunities. So Kula reads uh, Mia Ray Clifford and she's kicked it out of bounds on the full which is into the wind, so it's quite difficult to do. <laughs> the free kick to Sarah Good right half forward. Plenty of players in front of her. She obviously hasn't got huge range on the kick because all of her teammates are coming short. Kick was smothered partially on the mark. Now a chance for the Sharks. Deep in their defensive 50 to clear. Towards centre-half back, Alison Brown. She couldn't come up with it. It bounced away for Whitehead. Now back inside attacking 50. Mackie being impressive. Gets on the right towards the top of the goal square. It's a one-on-three. Oh, drop the mark. The Sharks, can they clear? Working deep in their defensive back pocket. Oh, no. Penny Reed sold the candy and left the football behind. Now they're back in shoes. Right forward pocket. Umpire forced the call for it. <laughs> sold the candy and then... Oh, hang on. It's gone. <laughs> It'll be a ball up right forward pocket. It's awesome shocking she didn't get done holding the ball. It's almost like a half bounce, but you can see she dropped it out <laughs> the middle of her hands. Well, got it down to Rosie Dillon. His kick goes right across the face of goal. One, two bounces over the boundary line and out of bounds. Two minutes remaining in third term. Boundary line time with Nick the Crepontas. Yeah, guys, oh. Stephanie Webb, the Sharks, just came off the ground uh, limping. Doesn't look like she can put much weight on that left leg of hers. As we wait for the ball to be thrown back in, in front of the scoreboard, which shows a minute 45 remaining in the third term here at Box Hill City Oval. I can but sneak uh, one here, the Hawks, it'll be interesting. Mia Ray Clifford laid a tackle on Mackie, who was going nowhere. We'll call for a ball up. 7-10-52, the Sharks, 4-4-28, Box Hill, here on the girlsplayfooty.com match of the day on RSN Carnival, as it's uh, thrown up. Can they squeeze it out? The Dillon is a blind shot on goal for the Hawks. Fist pump through the air. They're happy with that. And we'll mark that one down to Emily Gilder. The former Shark has kept the Box Hill Hawks in the game as we near three-quarter time. 5-4-34, trailing 7-10-52. What stats today, Christy Williams? Yeah, they've just hit 16 uh, inside 50s, the Hawks. They're starting to catch up with the Sharks with 23. But what they've done differently this quarter is they've actually finally put the, the inside 50s into the dangerous positions, and that's that's where you've been seeing the reward come through. The contest is now in front of the goal instead of 40 metres out the side, so it's looking good for them. They clearly practised that, the Hawks. They've got three goals from the same situation. Now, the advantage yep. out of the centre square goes to Brutton. It's a quick clearance here for the Sharks. Walsh came <laughs> conspicuously flying through. The umpire wave play on. The ball hit the ground. And now are holding the ball infringement goes against the Hawks as they were trying to clear. 
goes the way of Walsh, who's looking short. Goes in the Garner direction over her head. Numbers back for the Hawks. They try and work it clear. Tamara Luke couldn't quite work it out of there. 25 out from their defensive goal. Tackle laid on. Sarah Chapman threw the arm up, shoveled it out. Now it comes back to Tilly Lucas-Rod. TLR, way to Walsh. Stepped around one. Garner on the right. Snap towards goal. Last line, Van Dyke. She'll keep it in play. Right on the siren. And they managed to sort of save their blushes there, I think, the Hawks, because they lose themselves probably even a single behind for the Sharks there. Might have been the sealer, because it isn't even 18 points. And when you've kicked 5-4, 34, you've probably only got three goals in in the last quarter, and maybe a sneaky behind to get the win. So at three-quarter time, it is Box Hill, 5-4-34, as I just mentioned, to the Sharks, 7-10-52, an 18-point lead to the Sharks. Girls, your thoughts on the third term? That was a, a really ebb and flow sort of quarter. Both sides had an upper hand, but in the end probably maybe points to the Hawks. Yeah, both teams did quite well. I think after that initial sort of the scare with the knock, I think St Kilda sort of ran away with the game early. I think that may be, you know, the kind of uh, the, the worries worries with the Box Hill girls about those those players going down into the race with blood just coming out of their faces um, but they definitely picked up Rosie Dillon as we said before was pretty phenomenal for the Hawks in that quarter being being the pressure player and the, the smother and uh, kick onto Kais for the goal was definitely one of the highlights for them in that in that quarter so it'd be good for them to see if they can keep their legs and keep that pressure on and they could 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 catch up to St Kilda in the in the last quarter. Well the door is open the question is can they walk on through with the stats it's Christy Williams. Yeah, TLR's obviously been everywhere. She's just hit 20 touches, which is, uh, as as I tend to coin it, the the 30 mark in the the equivalent of the 30 mark in the men's game. So she's had a massive impact, and it's been all over the ground in the back half and the forward half, both wings through the middle. Really big game from her. Jasmine Garner a little bit quiet uh, in in that quarter. She only had uh, the three touches there and didn't didn't get too near. Didn't look nearly as dangerous. Unfortunately, in her defence, the ball didn't really come too close to her. They didn't have as many inside 50s, but once again, the, the marks tell the story. Now the, now, the, now the Saints only had four marks for the quarter as opposed to 15 in the, in the previous one. So it, it really it really pays credit to the, the Hawks' pressure that they haven't allowed St Kilda to control the game. Score reads 7-10-52, St Kilda, Box Hill, 5-4-34. We'll take a quick break. When we return, we'll have the thoughts of Coach Patrick Hill, courtesy of Nick Negropontis, and then the final term between Box Hill and St Kilda here in the Swiss Wellness VFL Women's Competition on RSN Carnival. When you get a spare moment for a coffee, jump on the web and have a go at the RSN 927 listener survey. It won't take long. It's your chance to tell us who you are and what you're thinking about all sorts of things, from racing and sport to the way you use social media. And there's a nice prize from the tab up for grabs. We'd love to hear from you. So get started and look for the listener survey link at rsn.net.au. The symptoms of ovarian cancer sound like part of every woman's life. Abdominal bloating, abdominal or back pain, appetite loss, changes in toilet habits, unexplained weight gain or loss, indigestion or heartburn, and fatigue. But if these symptoms are unusual for you and they persist, please see your doctor. For more information, visit the Ovarian Cancer Program website at nbocc.org.au. 
Every week, more than 20 Australian families will hear the words that will change their lives forever. Your child has cancer. For the long and uncertain journey ahead, Red Kite is there with very real help, like hospital and community-based support, vital financial assistance and educational services. Can you help Red Kite support these families through their cancer journey? Visit redkite.org.au or call 1-800-334-771. Oh, hi, I'm Maria from Sesame Street. And Elma's Elma. And we're here to talk about driveways. Driveways can be dangerous for children. Poor little red monsters. So it's important for parents to always watch their children around them. Yeah, driveways are for cars, not for planes. That's right, Elmo. Play only in safe places away from driveways because people in cars may not see you. Uh, Elmo sees you, Maria. Tag, you're it. Oh, here I come, <laughs> Remember, driveways are like roads. Always supervise, separate, and see. Learn more at kidsafevic.com.au. Even hey guys, I'm Jess. And I'm Lisa from the Veronica's for Rad. Recording artists, actors, and athletes against drink driving. What does it mean to be a designated driver? It means you're the friend who's agreed not to drink, not the person who's had the least to drink. It's cool to do, and it shows you care about your friends. If you screw up just once, then your life changes forever. Face it, their lives are in your hands. So why don't you and your friends take it in turns to be the designated driver when you go out? You'll make the road safer for all of us. I'm Lane Beachley. Cartridges for Planet Art just had its biggest year ever. On average, 13,500 printer cartridges were collected every working day. And they were all turned into useful things like pens, garden beds, even road surfaces. So thanks to everyone who recycled from home, work or school. To make the coming year even bigger, check out cartridges.planetart.org. One of them is where I shake my head to get my hair out of my eyes. There's another one where I sort of do like a little squeaking in my throat. Tourette's syndrome is a neurological disorder that affects thousands of Australians. It is characterised by involuntary movements and vocal noises called tics. We can't help it and we're just like you in every other way. So visit Tourette's.org.au you're listening to Carnival on digital radio, live streaming around the world and on the RSN smartphone app. See the listening guide at rsn.net.au. Live across the web, this is the girlsplayfooty.com match of the day. On RSN Carnival, the girlsplayfooty.com match of the day. We're about to begin the final quarter here in the Swiss Wellness VFL Women's Competition. Round 3 clash, St Kilda 7-10-52, Leaf Box Hill 5 34. Let's get the quick uh, thoughts from the coaches down on the boundary line there with Nick DeCrapontis. Yeah, guys, I was with Patrick Hill from the Box Hill Hawks. Their focus in this quarter is on repeat stoppages. They reckon they're scoring really well whenever they get them. It was interesting. He also said that today was not about wins and losses. It's about getting to the style of footy they want to play. There was some good energy in the huddle. And you never know, they might be able to pinch it. Love your work down there, Nick. Been fantastic all day. It's tossed up in the centre. And Tanner won the tap. Now Chapman comes through, extracts it to Fisher off the back of the square, kicks towards centre half forward. Garner leads the race. Luke for company, wheels around on that arc, kicks towards full forward. Gardner at the back, couldn't take the mark. Bursting her way out is Catterall, trying to take a few with her. Sort of uh, turned herself into a bowling ball there and went after the 10 pins. Knocked a few over and then the umpire said, I'll have it. Bounce it, 25 out, directly in front from the Sharks goal. And away we go once more. 
just knocked down. Garner wanted to try and weave her way through. Garner was there, gave up the little hand pass to Whitehead, who has a snap on goal. It's away to the right-hand side. Couple of bounces over the boundary line and out of bounds. One minute gone in this final term. Three-goal lead to St Kilda over Box Hill Hawks. So the Hawks have certainly taken it up to the Sharks. But the Sharks, we should point out, with the number of outs, McWilliam yet to come back into the side. Bree Davey being rested today. So is Kate Hall, who was recently signed for Melbourne, and also Ruby Slasher, who will be again with Collingwood, uh, all not playing today. As the ball is on the ground, trying to fight in hard there was Tanner. Couldn't get it out. Umpire still throwing away the whistle. Mackie watching on at the top of the goal square for the Sharks. And will call for another ball up. On the stats today, Christy Williams... Well, if the Hawks were in this position in the goal square, you'd count it in as a goal. A little set play from the Hawks. <laughs> and uh, being taken away, as we speak, by Papadopoulos. Who they're good at the their defensive goal square, too. <laughs> Obviously. And they kick oh. a... Oh, brilliant mark taken by Colwell, flying through the air in a two-on-two situation. She's 50 metres out from goal. You know, Colwell on the right, tries to squeeze towards the hot spot, but the problem is oh. nobody home. Oh, dodgy dropped mark there by the Hawks, stolen by Garner. Garner wanted to go back to Tilly Lucas, right, but faked it, then gave up the hand pass to Chapman. Chapman popped it in towards the top of the square. Umpire blows the whistle for his shove and it's going the way of the Box Hill Hawks this time to Marinella Salafia. Love your work, Pete. Salafia in her defensive goal square. Kicks out wide. Lovely looking ball. There was a few bit of white knuckle syndrome <laughs> she put boot the ball there in the box. Wasn't a great kicking style. But now the ball, the outside defensive 50 is turned over. The Sharks, Garner kicks towards centre half forward. It's a two on one favouring the Sharks. All over the back of the packs, hacked off the ground oh. towards Walsh in the goal square. <laughs> Couldn't take the mark. It's gone over the line out of play, right forward pocket. Almost miraculous, but the result is a throw-in. Lovely drop, drop punt. It came right <laughs> off the middle. Beautiful. Boundary side with Nick Necropontis. <laughs> there you go. Stephanie Webb is done for the day. Uh, foot up, boot off, ice on. She's done. Finally evening it up on the uh, on the bench. <laughs> <laughs> but it might help. And trying to get a hurry kick out. There's Carter. Bounced it through before Van Dyke could get her hands onto it. That could be the ball game. 8-10-58 St Kilda, 5-4-34 Box Hill on the girlsplayfooty.com. Match the day on RSN Carnival on special comments today. It's Lucy Watkins. Well, this was the end that St Kilda were quite dominant in the second quarter, so I wouldn't be surprised if we see them kick another four or five goals like they did in that second quarter. Box Hill trying to keep the pressure on, but I think it was just all a little bit too much for them. And we have another Box Hill player getting... Uh, helped off the ground here as well. Joel Meters, I think. Mm. We'll, we'll let Nick keep an eye on that body count today here at Box Hill City Oval as it's kicked oh, out no. by Brighton. The ball's gone towards her. Indeed. Oh, and T. Lucas Wright had it then slipped over, lost her footing at the crucial moment. But nonetheless, it's back with the Box Hill Hawks. Grace Dillon weaving through traffic, had to go back. Oh. It was looking for rain with a kick to Marinella Salafia, who got it across to Tamara Luke and then got it to Van Dyke. Van Dyke had sent a half back, moved towards the half back flank on the outer side of the ground through Sarah Good. Good now moves up towards the wing position. Good spoil from behind, courtesy of Knees, who had to put the pressure on. It was Grace Dillon who tried to feed the hand pass out to Good, who now came back in forward with a kick, only to be intercepted by Sarah Chapman. Sarah Chapman has been prolific today. She's been terrific. Leadership, all the things you need when you've got a few players out of the side. As I say that, she almost mucks it up. <laughs> Wheels around. Handball's back to, to Harris, or sorry, I should say Fisher who kicks it out wide, and now the Sharks look to come inside. They're attacking 50 for another entry in this term. And is that Catterall standing at the front? Standing tall, takes the mark. She's been really, really good when she's been at the southern end. Just hands above the pack, big hands. And she'll go back and have her set shot from 
Around about 37 and a half metres out, probably right on the range. Left forward pocket. Breeze will help her. She can get it to the face of goal. On the arc. Keeps it low. Near side. Might have gone out of bounds on the full. It did. It wasn't a great effort in the end. So it'll be a free kick to the Hawks in their right back pocket. They trail by 24 points. 8 10, 58 to 5 4 34. Five minutes gone in this final term. Don't forget we're back on air tomorrow, 1 o'clock, to bring you the Eastern Devils and Seaford Tigerettes from Mulgrave Reserve. It's one of your favourite players here, Pete. As uh, it short. Papadopoulos. And try to put it on the chest there of Mahoney. I love it. I love it how in the book we can't. Uh, it's just cast with a dot because you can't fit Cassandra yeah, in. <laughs> it is. If you look on the box the of the website, limit. it's ruined up all the players' photos because the name's so long. It just creeps over to the other photo. She's a very, very good player too. She's been good today. She's been forced to to move uh, to fullback and, too. And she was part of the Victorian Women's Academy during the uh, summer. As uh, it's being taken away now, Mackie just put it on the right boot, went further up the line. Nearly oh. Falcon, the player on the way through, if you don't mind. Well, ball hit the deck, scrap of players, 50 metres out from the uh, St Kilda Sharks goal. Garner watches on, up by circles, and calls for a ball up. And that's what we'll have to the Lucas right on the bottom of that pack. 58 plays 34. This is a big 14 minutes for the Hawks in their season, I reckon. We'll get to see where they're at in this next 14 minutes. If they stand up or get rolled over, as the kick is long, only as far as Fisher, who intercepts, and then Fisher... Goes back inside 50 with a kick. Awkward bouncing football. Spinning around there, Grace Dillon. Got the kick away before she was mowed down. Only found a pack on the half-back flank out of side of the ground near the Christy Williams tree. Ball is now being put out there for Brutton. Umpire calls the advantage as Brutton now takes it. Oh! Flight from Walsh couldn't bring it in. Ball at the goal square being kicked along the ground in desperation from the Hawks to try and squeeze it out, but it didn't go too far. Oh. Only when it's Fisher who's just got wrapped up, got dispossessed, and the umpire says holding the pill, that'll be a free kick, and it is going the way of Lauren Costello. Well, the crowd are getting into it too, Pete. Two shouts of ball there in front of us. Love to hear that on stats today, Christy Williams. Yeah, no, I'm still thinking about the tree, to be honest. <laughs> and guess what? They went exactly for the tree. As Mackie now takes it to a teammate who got mown down. Chaffin goes in, throws the body around, ball out of bounds, touch. Let's go down boundary side with Nick Necropontis. Yeah, guys, uh, meters came off and looked uh, in pretty poor shape, but I think it might just be some cramps she's getting uh, worked on at the moment. So the ball will be tossed back in. And Colwell and... And also Watts have had a good battle all day. I've, I've locked Watts a lot. She's been really good. I mean, Abby Tanner normally would play 80, 90% ruck, but she's sort of been moved out of that position by Watts, who's been good as the ball goes up towards half forward and Garner comes out and takes a nice mark for the Sharks. Wants to wheel and go. Does now. It's a wobbling ball inside 50. It's not a great one. Through the hands of Tamara Luke. Picked up by Grace Dillon. Goes short, finds Papadopoulos who just massages one out wide, and it lands in the arms of Sarah Good on the right-back flank, right in front of the, the budget hoarding over there, Pete. And decides to go long and up the line. They're all sticking wide to that Middleborough Road side of the ground. Turned over, Mia Ray Clifford sent it back inside 50. Gardner got caught straight away by Grace Dillon going nowhere. We'll call for a ball up on special comments today, Lucy Watkin. Yeah, Brody Watts in the ruck. Actually, a good story about her. She trains down at Whitehorse with me, and... Uh, before March was driving the uh, back back and forth drive from Lake Entrance oh to get God. to training. That so, as we speak, a shot on goal from Garda oh is away for a minor score eight eleven two five four. Geez, that has to be a good three-hour like drive, isn't it? Three? Lake yeah. Entrance to Whitehorse. Yeah. 
Commitment hashtag. Hashtag what, commitment. Can I ask why? <laughs> I'm actually <laughs> done. That's all. We also we like. Must be a great club down at Waddles. Yeah, that's what you know. Just just an endorsement for my club. Uh, as the kick in. And that wasn't that wasn't set up either by me for, yeah. for those of you at home. Over to Papadopoulos who uh, had it momentarily, got caught in the ball, hit the ground, and will call for a ball. Uh, up. In the back. No, no. So free kick. This time going the way of guess who? <laughs> Sarah Chapman. It's enough. Everyone bags Joel Selwood. And the Oscar goes too. Sarah Chapman is our Joel Selwood. <laughs> and that's not a bad thing. It's an art. Chapman gives She's away the hand pass to Fisher, who unloads it towards the top of the goal square. Hands at the back. Van Dyke couldn't quite pull it in. Ball squeezed out. Costello's lurking there. Gets the hand pass to Tamara Luke. Wants a hand pass oh, over the top for good. But the ball went over the boundary line and out of bounds. Nine minutes gone in the final term. Box Hill 5-4-34. Trail St Kilda 8-11-59. It is called drawing a free kick, Pete. It's an art. It's, uh, it should be a stat on AFL Evolution. It probably is. Selwood, 99. Dangerfield, 98. Sarah Chapman, 97. Ball tossed back in. And the umpire's plucked out a free kick in the ruck contest. And it's going to go the way of Catterall. Actually, it might have been... Was that a third player up in the ruck? I think so, yeah. Mm, just a bit of a, a brain fade there from the Hawks. And you can see they've pretty much completely lost all structure. They actually yeah. have no players that aren't in their defensive 50. Catterall comes in and hits the right-hand post. She's missed left. She's missed right. She's also kicked a couple, I believe, maybe one or two. She has got the two, but just the minor score. So 5-4, 34 to 8 Twelve sixty scoreboards ticked over twenty six point lead, and the Sharks have certainly been good for that twenty six point lead. They deserve to to be where they are. And Papadopoulos goes long for defence, but only as far as Garner. Don't kick it, Thompson. Yeah. What are you doing? With and another twenty five. And yes, gets marked, so she'll be having possibly a shot on goal twenty five. As and uh, if you give anyone. A 25 or a 50. Don't give it to Jasper Yeah, I think they're 50s now. Well, this is confusing because I asked for 25s or 50s. Some are telling me it's 25. Others are telling me it's 50. Well, this is this is actually 30, unless, this unless is 38.4, this it's, one. It's, it's, yeah, that's it's, nothing. That's yeah, that's she was outside 50. She's now near the edge of the goal square. But anyway, Garner comes in 15 metres out straight over the goal umpire's hat. Thank reckon, you very much. I reckon the other field umpires come in and said, it's 25, and the other boat's just gone, oh, yeah, we've already gone this far. Just let it roll. <laughs> yeah. I reckon that's what's happened. And uh, second for Garner. And on the RSN Carnival match of the day here, St Kilda 9-12-66. Lead box all 5-4-34. 11 minutes gone in this final term. On special comments today, it's Lucy Watkins. Yeah, I think Box Hill have just become very flat-footed in this last quarter. I think that constant defending, the constant having to put on pressure in your defensive 50 and not getting much reward, getting it out of the 50, they've all seemed to drop their heads a bit, look a bit flat-footed. So... Hopefully they can perk up in the last 10 minutes, in, maybe. In their defence, they are missing a couple of yeah, rotations. That's true. And, and maybe learnings for the coach. Don't yep. go with the, uh, your 18 points down, you've just kicked the last goal, you're half a chance. Don't go with the, it's not about wins and losses, girls. <laughs> <laughs> Don't know if that sets you up for a great last quarter. Just my opinion. And I'm never wrong. You know that. It's better no, than anyone holding. Never heard you mean wrong. Guys, up towards half forward. Legend in my own lunchbox. Lovely Mark. Haven't seen much of Shaley Taylor today, but that looked really good. She kicks up towards centre-half forward, bouncing footy. Watts comes in. Oh, her handball was knocked down. Good work from Gay. <laughs> Some serious netball skill there. <laughs> wasn't wasn't getting the handball over the top, not on not on her watch. Now it's dribbled out wide, working overtime good. Had her prior. Umpire agrees and pays the free kick to the Sharks. I think that might be 
Spiniara out there at left half back for the Sharks. Oh, the middle bottle road side of the ground, and she decides to go long. Paterno over the head, mark taken by Gardner, who beat out Kais. Gardner goes and plays on, goes oh. long in the Gardner direction. Oh, she had it, but she was backing back and lost sight of it in the sun. Picked it up, spun around the corner, looking for Paterno. Good mark. And Paterno now takes the mark. She is 50 metres out of goal. Captain called for it and uh, ignored, going instead for Georgia Harris. Good player, Harris. Been good today. She'll be lining up directly in front uh, from 30 metres out from goal. Let's quickly head boundary side. Nick Nick Rapontis. Yeah, guys. Uh, metres has gone back on the ground after coming off with what appeared to be cramps. So uh, three on the bench for the Hawks with obviously O'Donnell still hasn't uh, appeared. Georgia Harris. So, that, did, did Nick just say metres in the clear? Oh, thank you very much. <laughs> as it's a game of inches, you realise. As Georgia Harris puts through another four, the St Kilda Sharks, and they extend their lead further here at Box Hill City Oval on the GirlsPlayFooty.com match of the day on RSN Carnival. The Sharks 10 12 72, Box Hill 5 4 34. Six and a half minutes remaining in the game on special comments today. Lucy Watkins. Yeah, Garner's really shown herself as probably the best player of the day, I would think, with her efforts in the half-forward for the Sharks just before on the wing and getting another beautiful uh, uh, pass into forward 50 to set up the goal there. Ball tossed up in the centre of the ground. Tanner won the tap. And Fox Hill have been super tidy and super well-structured around the stoppages today. And we heard that from Patrick Hill at three-quarter time from Nick down in the huddle that they back their stoppages in and they... Have certainly won that battle today. It hasn't transferred to the scoreboard, but you've got to give yourself an opportunity. Now, kicking in danger against Olivia Flanagan, and everyone's a little confused about which way it's going. It's going to Colwell. Big Jenner in the centre of the ground. She'll load it up. Goes wide in search of Alison Brown. Oh, almost took the mark. Down at the front is Mapelvina. She's claimed, the umpire calls for it. So it'll bounce right in front of our commentary position on girlsplayfooty.com radio. It's tossed back up. Kai's been super impressive. Caught one in the back. And she's also one that's not too bad at doing a free kick. She'll have it defensive side of wing. They call it Dutchie. She has the free kick. She's arguing that it should be a 50 to her and uh, the umpire not paying it. So, worth, Kai, a, worth a crack, though. Oh, I'd say they love mayo on their sandwiches down here at Box Hill. What, I don't have any What was sandwiches. your thoughts on Matthew Broadbent's 50 the other night, Christy? Don't start. As the hand <laughs> pass back to Mackie, to Mackie, got it to Kai's. He went towards the half-forward flank position. Intercepted, though, taken by Brown. No E. Now moves in towards the middle of the ground through the hands there of Gardner. Out the back to Van Dyke, who's got to get around Tilly Lucas-Rod. Nice skill there, Van Dyke, and goes out and finds Good. Sarah Good, she has the E on her name. She now comes back in board. Awkward bouncing football. Tanner Meek. Oh, what? Tanner Meek got cleaned up by Cliff, and the umpire oh, says too high and a free kick. Of course, a quick reminder that our, uh, no, our next game on tomorrow, but uh, after that, Sunday, June 4th, we'll be back, and if all things are correct, we'll be back here again at Box Hill City Open for Box Hill and Cranbourne. Now, that one could be very very interesting. As the ball is out towards the side now for Papadopoulos to try and pick it up and now kicks it inside towards the top of the goal square but uh, getting back there, plenty of numbers for the Sharks and I think it's Whitehead deep in defence at the back pocket who takes it and wants to relieve the pressure and will get around McElvina and uh, goes with a short kick and manages to find Georgia Fisher still in the back pocket four minutes to play in this match, 72 plays, 34 Sharks lead. Fisher called to go What's on the mark almost affected the smother. Now Garner out wide, couldn't quite take the mark, but mops it up and kicks it long to the outer side. Bouncing footy into the hoardings and a throw in on centre wing. 
That was their first inside 50 for the quarter. The Hawks, and what's it taken them pretty much half the quarter to get? Certainly been very, very hard to score for both sides at the yep. northern end. True. I was wondering if you can add those up, Christy. What has the score been at either end? I can, but I certainly cannot do that off the top of my head. I'll that, come that'll, back. that'll take a calculator. <laughs> I will come back to you in a moment. The Hawks, again, another extraction from a stoppage. They worked the ball through the middle of the ground, a bit of run and dare and a bounce oh. and flamed. An umpire says, you can't bounce away being tackled. <laughs> it was good intent from Gilda, but it'll be a free kick to the Sharks in the centre of the ground. And it looks like Garner again. It's Garner. Racking up possessions, Jazz Garner. Yep. Now goes no, long on the line. Garner! Oh, How good is she? How good is she? And I come to the bench. I, I, I swear Jasmine Garner's getting better every single year. Oh, she's that fit every now, Every single too. game. She's oh. that fit. She just gets she gets on her bike and she can wheel around. As I said, she was kicking them like bricks in the first half, but that was that was a little cleaner. And Gardner comes in with a shot on goal way to oh. the right to hit the post. The post, the is that a workout? 10-13, 73-5, And we should, of course, remember about Jazz Garner. She'll forever go down in history as the woman to kick the first goal in AFLW. Absolutely. Yeah, paying good money. 11th. Thanks, Jazzy. <laughs> so I collected. Uh, two minutes remaining <laughs> in the final quarter as we wait for the ball to come in from fullback Van Dyke. You she remember it was 11th. She pops it up high, close towards the boundary line. Won't go out. Trying to go in there tomorrow. Lou can't extract it below the boundary line and out of bounds. Let's break this up with some special comments from Lucy Watkins. Yeah, Box Hill are doing well to kind of, you know, get back into the game but haven't been able to sort of assert themselves properly and haven't gotten on the scoreboard. But, you know, we've had... Um uh, sorry, we've had Brody Watts doing very, very well in the ruck, and uh, definitely. And oh, sorry. So since they've moved away name. from that, though, Lucy, they've they've put Tanner in there now. Mm, I think Tanner and Brody have been on the, the rotation, but two very good rucks. Two, both two girls from Whitehorse, actually. Um, so, you know, just the just the just the talent we have Freedom down at Whitehorse. Down there or something. Uh, that's a couple, yeah, couple of free coffees for you. Yeah. <laughs> the balls. No, they don't have coffees here at Boxing Hill. <laughs> Abby Tanner couldn't quite win that one out and now the umpire will come in and do it all again it's at left half forward for the Sharks Chapman's in there uh, diving all fours gets it out to Kula Reed who threw it Mia Ray Clifford's in there Gay, no, not sure how she got a kick away from out of there but managed to do so Brown came through, laid the tackle shoveled out <laughs> Colwell said too far down for me went with a Texas wedge, Brutton over the top, kick smothered Paterno, Gardner. Now Brutton, can she get through? She does. Knocks it forward, but only as far as Papadopoulos, who clears defensively for the Hawks. It's a one-on-one, a good one-on-one. Benici and Dylan. They go after it. Dylan wins the initial oh, exchange. Yes. In fact, it was Olivia Flanagan. She caught one in the back, perhaps. Umpire wave fly on. Walsh, little massager over the top. Finds Brown, being impressive. Kick smothered. Well done. Good work from Van Dyke. She's been super today. And the ball will go over the line out of play. She's worked tirelessly back there in defence. Throw in 55 around from the Sharks goal. They're in attack. Seconds counting down now to the full-time siren. The Sharks will take out their second win of season 2017. Kai's slammed it to the ground without the football. We'll get a free kick at half-back courtesy of Benici. As the siren sounds here at Box Hill City Oval, an improved performance again from the Hawks. But for the St Kilda Sharks, 2-1 and one now after three games. 10-13-73 St Kilda, defeating Box Hill 5-4-34. For the Sharks, uh, they'll back up again next Sunday morning, June 4th, against Darabin. While for the Box Hill Hawks...
They'll play the Cranbourne Eagles in what should be a very even contest. Maybe even the Hawks slightly going in favourites in that game on June 4th again next week. And while uh, Lucy gets her thoughts together and Christy as well, I have put Christy in the box seat today to decide our player of the day for the $50 Rebel Sport voucher, who Nick will get on the boundary line as well as the song. So, Christy, who gets the voucher? Yeah, no, pretty easy today. Tilly Lucas Ron had a good game, but Jasmine Garner, she went a little tiny bit quiet in the third quarter, but probably more... Probably more a reflection of the team than her, and she had a fantastic game. She finished with 24, 24 touches. But uh, what I was really impressed with, and, and it's certainly it's been out there in the media that perhaps the reason why she slipped so low was her fitness um, and her second efforts, both um, in defensive pressure. But when she dropped, she dropped a few marks uh, that went through the hands, but she followed up straight away, and that's that's what really impressed me today and just watching her try and cover the ground defensive pressure she's certain all liability up there and obviously she's a fantastic player um in attack massive boot one of the best contested marks in the competition you'd have to say and absolutely a star on the rise and fantastic game for a team she really stood up in that fourth quarter as well when they needed it i think the big the, the big tick for her is as well the role changes yep. she used to be the third ruck woman because it was like oh we'll just throw her in there and you know five minute burst now she's almost uh well she's playing too much a high a, half forward kind of well, yeah, yeah, high she's, half forward. she's sort of that you know she's that Linking prize player. that yeah. prize player that you know yeah. like i say with the uh the Joe Danaher's, etc. Don't put your prize studs in the ruck. Different yep. levels of fitness and skill, but playing a very similar role to a Brennan. Similar, mm. in theory. Let's head down to uh, the boundary line now, and let's get our player of the day, Jazz Garner. He's speaking to Nick Ricropotter. She's got the $50 voucher. Nick, down to you. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Yeah, I'm here with uh, our player of the day for Rebel Sport, uh, Jasmine Garner. Jazz, they came at you pretty hard there at the end. Yeah, they did. Um, the whole game was just, you know, hard, and it's, I think it was the toughest game I've played in all year. Like, I'm feeling really sore right now. So, yeah, credit to Box Hill. They um, put up a good fight. They, they've started the year pretty slowly, but they came at you pretty hard at the start of the game. How did you guys get back into it? Um, I think just, you know, we have a lot of uh, new girls for first gamers today, and it you know, took a couple of quarters to gel, and um, uh, one thing we've been doing at the Sharks is working on our fitness, and I think we just yeah, ran the game out really well. I'll throw you up to the box now. Okay, thank you very much, Jazz. Congratulations on uh, your win today. Uh, just interested to know, um, how was the preparation during the week? Because you actually had last week off as well. Uh, sorry, just cut out a bit there. Yeah, we just need to know what the preparation was like over the last two weeks because obviously uh, the Sharks didn't have any games last week due to the bye. Um, yeah, so it was just yeah normal training like we usually do. Um, we did do a bit of running last week to keep the legs the legs going, and um, yeah, it was pretty much the same thing. Uh, two trainings a week, and yeah, a bit of um, cardio. Speaking of cardio, Jasmine, you had 24 touches today, which is pretty special for a key forward. You, you've obviously done some, some massive fitness work in the, the pre-season and during the AFLW season. Yeah, um, I have. Yeah, down at Collingwood, it, it all started. Um, yeah, things got pretty serious for me, and I started to take my footy a lot a lot more serious. And, yeah, I've worked on my fitness, and, yeah, I'm where I want to be. And yeah. your, your second efforts, Jasmine, were fantastic today as well, not just your, your attacking stuff. Is that something you've talked to both your coaches about in terms of you being a presence in defence? Yeah, definitely. Like, um, I, you know, I try to play a tall forward, but, you know, also when, once the ball hits the deck, I want to be able to give the second and third efforts. Now, Jazz, I reckon you're one of the best goal kickers going around. What's what's the secret? Is it just keep it simple, go back? What's what's in your mind when you're having a shot for goal? Yeah, kind of. Well, I did miss a few today, and I kicked one <laughs> for the person on the mark. But, um, yeah, I kind of just, you know, go back to I find something behind the goals and just, yeah, try not to think about it too much. And looking forward to uh, next game, Jasmine, how do you feel going up uh, next week? 
after this win? Um, yeah, so we'll, you know, do our recovery Monday and then we'll uh, Darabin next week. So, you know, we know they're, they're a great side and, um, yeah, we'll do all our can and prepare well for them. Well, Jazz, thank you very much for joining us here on the uh, on our post-match coverage. Congratulations on winning the $50 Rebel Sport voucher and most importantly, congratulations on picking up the four premiership points today. Thank you very much. That's Jazz Gardner joining us there on the boundary line. Our Rebel Sport player of the day gets the $50 voucher. Congratulations to Jazz. Uh, won it last year and gets it again this year and why not? <laughs> Certainly a, uh, a worthy footballer and just gives that Sharks uh, just something more, particularly we saw last year when, when you know, Mo took, kicked 100 goals, but I think Jazz herself uh, kicked somewhere in the 40. 40, range. yeah, mid yeah. 40s. So, you know, a quality forward. She's still young, plenty of years of football left in it, and uh, signed on with the Pies again for season uh, 2017. So, I think she actually plays better away from the peanut farm as well. Mm. I don't know there's some players like that, but I Horse just. face? Yeah, I just feel that whenever she plays on grounds like this, and that she said, she's pretty knackered <laughs> because yeah. she was getting on the bike a little bit today and getting up the ground, but I just feel like she works her opponent into the ground on these. These, uh, these bigger decks. And that's where the contested marking shines through because it's that split second as a defender when you're not concentrating that someone like you, when, when, when your hands are that strong, that's that extra tiny little bit of fitness that, that really matters. And for all the talk around Collingwood about letting certain players go, etc., etc., you look at oh, she's a beauty. Some, someone like Jazz, there's, there's plenty that they've got. Her and Benicci could play together for the next you know, 15 years of Collingwood. <laughs> Absolutely. And, and, and again, I mentioned earlier when I was comparing her to Brennan, again, uh, different uh, styles of footballers, but the theory is the same where yep. one thing you see with Katie Brennan, when a good defender goes on her, Brennan will go, okay, I'm going to run you all around the ground and I'm going to wear you out. And this is what Garner seems to have developed into. I'm going to run you around the ground, I'm going to wear you out, and like you did in the final quarter, when you're knackered, I'm going to start taking the big marks and start taking the big moments and start taking the game on. And then being able to play on, not just relying yeah. on a set shot and bring your other teammates into the very unselfishly. Well, hopefully we'll get the song once they go in the rooms. Nick's going to uh, follow them in there. But let's start to get our thoughts on the match before we go to our first break. Lucy Watkins, your thoughts today on the St Kilda Sharks. Again, a few players being rested today. Didn't have it all their own way. No, definitely did not have it their own way, as we saw in the first the first few minutes of that first quarter. Well, mainly the whole first quarter, you would think. They, they stepped up after that first quarter. Um, in the second quarter to sort of take the game away at this end, uh, the southern end of the, or scoreboard end of the ground. I think the wind helped a little bit. I think Nick was a little bit, he was being a bit uh, generous when he said there wasn't any wind because we did seem to see all of the scoring down on one end, but Saints... Uh, you can hear it. <laughs> yeah, exactly, you can hear it, yeah, but St Kilda definitely the more the more dominant side, especially in the back, um, and in their, their pressure was amazing in both their forward and back 50s. And as well for the uh, Box Hill Hawks, I mean, there's plenty to, to like mm. about what they're doing. Um, as said, gone from zero goals to three goals to five goals. They're being more competitive now. We've seen the likes of Rosie Dillon, who a couple of years ago was playing Division Three at Whitehall, seeing her progression coming through. Papadopoulos as well, who played for Knox last year. She's been coming on as well. Kai's, I felt, was OK today, but... Um, you. And maybe she's just taken a, a, more of a backward step where at Knox she had to do everything to yeah. win the game. But you just felt that there's maybe one or two opportunities there where you just needed that Kai's... Uh, she, she kicked that brilliant goal on the run. Yeah. That was one example. But, but the, that's what she needs to do. Yeah, yeah, she, she can't do, do that, that once a game. She only had nine touches, and yes, she spent time off an injury, but you need... Yeah. They, they you, did rotate her, and yes. she also had a, a yeah. knock. You could see she was limping, but... Yeah. yeah you, 
Point, she needs to impact, impact either more contests or get more outside ball. Mm. One or the other. As we stand by for the song, uh, just up and lead. Oh, here we go. Perfect time. The Sharks in their song today. In there. By any chance you actually do get Sean Smith at some stage, just jump in and you can just uh, chat to Sean. would love to get his thoughts on uh, today's game, but obviously you might have uh, more pressing things to talk about with the side. Um, as we speak, the final scores today saw a big win for the St Kilda Sharks. I was going to say the final scores, but they've taken it right down off the scoreboard for me. Thank you very much. Do you want to say it? Christy Williams has got it there for us. 10-12-72. I'm pretty sure it's right. 34. That was the result in the end here at uh, Box Hill City Oval. Um, uh, one play again that Dan Hill was impressed with and eager to get your thoughts on Christy Williams and Lucy Watkin was uh, the number 22 for the Box Hill Hawks, Tamara Luke. Mm. Yeah, well, I've been stitched up because probably the two biggest possession winners weren't on my list, so thank you, <laughs> thank you once again. <laughs> Go on, they'll go on the list for next time. <laughs> but no, Tamara Luke was very, very good in the back line. Very strong contested mark, which I think helped Box Hill a lot with that pressure from um, the Sharks in the back line. Also able uh, to run and carry the ball and kick quite a long way as well. So she's very, very handy for the Hawks. Interested to look at, at Emma Mackey, of course, who had that head clash and got bandaged up for her work today. From what you've seen, she's the cyclist has come across and because I don't think she's played footy before, at least in the past three years, I believe that puts her into the zone for rookie signings. From what you saw today, is she worth a rookie signing by any of the clubs? She was pretty... Like, she she got into the stoppages and was she was a really good clearance player. And she took she did take the game on as evidently from, you know, the head clash. Uh, whether or not she could be a rookie signing, I think... Well, there, be are a better one. there are better ones. Yeah, there, exactly. There, I think. Yeah. Yeah. She did have ten touches, but... I mean, as Lucy just said, she yes, she got it in the clinches, but there are a few little football awareness kind of things, like when she was clearing it straight into the middle out of the back 50, and, and just little yeah. things like that that you that a lot of rookies don't. A lot of people just have that natural awareness. I mean, speaking of basketball, as we've always affiliated basketball and, um, and AFL, but there's just those couple of little things that you'd want to make sure is out of her instinctive game before you'd, you'd think about it, I think. But just promising. I mean, she had 10 touches, so she's... she's and she... Obviously, spent a bit of time off as well, so you know, not a reasonable game from her. It was, yeah, it was very good of her to go off with that head clash. She come back on, and she yeah, did have absolutely. quite quite an impact after she came off. So yeah, yeah absolutely. That yeah. kind of courage also helps helps uh, will help box the Oh, absolutely. Yeah, oh, plenty plenty to work with. Just those, yeah, just those little, just those little things. Yeah, the awareness. Think, which is the, which is the which has happened a couple of times with a few of the players. Just those little footy awareness things that you just don't kick back to the kick yeah. back to the hot spot when you're getting out of trouble. And being close to working with Carlton Nick Nicropontis and Lucy Watkin, keen to know your thoughts on Madison Gay. She's been signed as the rookie for Carlton. How do you think she's going to work from what you saw on the forward line today when she'll be probably working with the likes of Taylor Harris at deep forward and also working at ground level with Darcy Vessio? Yeah, she looks like she has very, very good like um, ball handling skills. Yeah. So, you know, I don't think she has a safe pair of hands and a very good kick 
for a basketballer as well. So, but also, you know, as we, as uh, Chrissy just said, we do equate basketball with football quite a bit. But yep. she does seem to have very good awareness no, 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 of the football and what's going on. So, could be a very handy signing for Carlton if they do end up with a number of injuries like they did last I th- season. I think she's going to be one of those serial type players. She got six touches today, but she looked really dangerous mm. those six touches. I think she's going to be one of those ten possession, two goal kind of players that can look really dangerous, but really in a in a, kind of take one of those good defenders out, which um, I think that's where she could have a bit of a role. Just She has to get attention because she just has that kind of X factor about her. So yeah. that's what could really, really good signs for Carlton. In just, just in that, even if she doesn't have a good game, at least she, she'll make you worry about it. Yeah, exactly. And that's half the thing. If you want to only have 10 touches, if you look dangerous with them, yeah, absolutely. then you can't, you can't, be, you I mean, can't so, be happy with two, that. I mean, six touches, but she kicked two goals, and they're two pretty good goals as well. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so can't, be, can't be unhappy with that. Her work off the ball was really good too. She was able absolutely. to work all the way up the ground and then work back and run her opponent over, which is what Carlton will need. They'll need players yeah, who definitely. can move the ball from uh, between the arcs. Yes, and again, uh, it's interesting that um, like her and Kate Hall from Melbourne being signed up as well because there's risk and reward. There's reward that you've signed them up, no one else can get your hands on those rookie players. But the risk is that, of course, if just by luck you happen to have a fully fit list, those players can't play because the new rookie rules are is that you a player must be injured for them to be elevated. Yeah, I don't reckon that's going to happen too often given the list is so pretty small. So yeah. you wouldn't and, have thought that would happen, but you never know. And, and there's also, when I read on the uh, one of the AFL websites, I saw that there's an interesting tweak to the rookie rule this time around. It's not only like it was in the past. If you cross from another sport and haven't played uh, in, within the past three years, but they've also tweaked to say now for under-21s to be included in the rookie rule as well. Oh, not sure about not sure about that. It's interesting. That's interesting. Seems a bit soon to be making a change like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. I, I saw that on the on one of the AFL websites when they were talking about. Yeah, the not whole, sure about that. Go, oh, all right. So this is on the official league website. All right. I'll 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 I'll, I'll, I'll take it with a grain of salt and see. Yeah. No, that. I'm not. I'm not sure about that. I mean, if it ain't <laughs> broke yet, don't fix it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, all I know is the rules keep changing. Yeah, well, and again. well, we didn't even know how long the quarters in the VFL oh. was supposed to be, and neither did John Smith. Didn't know how many players he was allowed to have on the ground until oh. 10 minutes before the game. So there you go. Oh, <laughs> did that change this week? Hmm? 20 minutes? Oh, well, who knows? Oh, no, uh, no. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that's 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 I thought it was 25. No, yeah, no, exactly. we've, well, yeah, we've had the, we had the conversation at Mulgrave Reserve. <laughs> so yeah. that Sean Smith didn't know either until 10 minutes before. <laughs> yeah, that, 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 after an email went out on Thursday saying, uh, at least from the media point of view, that we got saying, oh, it'll be the same rules as 2016. And then another club told us they got the rules for the competition on the Friday before the first game. And the, the most damning thing was that Sean Smith, as a lot of, did um, pre-season with their structures based on 15, 16 si- sorry, 16 plays. Oh, so no. they did all this pre-season and rejigging it, and then they find out the three days before that they're having a full side. <laughs> what do you mean? And, and, and I think because the, the thing that throws in all the confusion is is that some of the other comps, uh, I think in Tasmania at least, have changed to 16 aside. Sandville W went 16 aside. Some are staying 18, and there's but no the Sandville. Division One as staying normal. Yes, yeah, yeah, staying yeah, so, no, Adelaide Football League. Yeah. yes, what they call it now. So, and that's the confusion that all these leagues have got all these different timings because everyone thought after AFLW, everyone thought, okay, we'll be going to something pretty standard right across the board because the football's changed from a four point five to a four. Yeah. So I think which is okay. Yeah, I can handle which, that. Which I think everyone else is thinking, oh, okay, we're going to change to sixteen aside, six on the bench type of football. We're all going to, you know, if not fifteen time on, at least twenty. 
we're all going to try and play a similar style. And because it hasn't happened, everyone's just scratching their head going, what, 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 what's going well, on? Well, it's a, it's a rule... Whenever the WNCL changes rules, and obviously it's not a, a really affecting play thing, it might be something like the no ball rule or yeah. boundary, and that does change from season to season, and Meg often has very big arguments with the umpires. But every single league, every single level, no matter if it's junior girls, has to have the same... The boundaries are allowed to be different if it's youth, yeah. but every single rule in every single league has to be the same rules as the WNCL and the Cricket Australia rules. So there's no com- that way there's no confusion. As it, like that. As it really should be. I mean, you can't yeah, have... Oh, absolutely. It's, it's pretty ridiculous that you've got this, the, the level below the AFL is playing with different rules to the AFL. And not even different rules, but different, different, te- yeah. different teams, not even the same. It just makes no sense. Yeah, no. Where essentially you want, okay, if they're going to be... And I'm not even sure if it's guaranteed if they're going to be 16 aside next year at AFLW. Well, no, we'll, we'll never know. Not until Friday before the first game. Yeah. <laughs> That, that you want the same numbers at this level, so therefore these players are trained to that style of Correct. football and how much running they've got to do, etc. Yep. So therefore they're prepared for the different type of game. Because as we found out, some players were found out at AFLW level. They were able to, as some said, were bullies at the 18s aside, congested play, but then when it was opened up with 16, yeah. they were found wanting. And the TAC Cup, and I think it's farcical in some respects that the... Oh, I can't. Re- I can't. Sorry. Yes, the the TSE men. Um, I I can't recall the exact. But in terms of key defenders, you ha- it has to be one on one. You can't do this. That. And there's been a lot of. I mean, you've seen Josh Shackey's got a lot of stuff written about him. But it's impossible to see how good players are at that level if they're playing rules that are different yes. to what they're expected to play. So Josh Shackey might have been dominant, but that's because he was allowed to be one-on-one with a d- defender that was probably 15 kilos lighter than him. And now he comes to the next level, he can't and get more than three and touches a game. And and it's, it's the same It's the same and principle. And I say as an S supporter, why Joe Danner, who was pumped up all those years in TAC Cup, because he was taller than everybody else, it was one-on-one. Yep. Again, you know when he gets to men's level, there's going to be negating tactics. Yep. The second player's going to drop back. There's going to be and some that, and that's, going to be, But that's part yeah. of going from yeah. the next level is yeah. you should start learning them when you're 18, not when you're uh, 22 and have uh, 600,000 a season. And to be fair, that's why a lot of 18-year-olds out of SA and WA play their first senior game a lot quicker <laughs> and better than the men from Victoria yep. because they play uh, 18s play senior football in the sample on the waffle. They get that mm, yep, experience earlier. Abs- yep, absolutely. Oh, well, that's a debate for another day. <laughs> we'll, we'll take this chance to take a break. When we come back on the other side of the break, we'll do our previews of the four games that are coming up today. Two games starting at 2 o'clock, and then we'll sign off. Here on the girlsplayfooty.com match of the day on RSN Carnival with the St Kilda Sharks, 10-12-72, defeated Box Hill by 434.